0: Powered by the Perdomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studios in Azel, Texas. Welcome to Primetime Special Edition 116. Tonight, we continue our aging experiment on the Aladino Corojo Reserva Figurado, recap the great smoke, and continue the discussion on what is now being termed responsible marketing. And as always, Primetime Special Edition is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand is consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobaccos that have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sunburn, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Scar is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Estelina, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed Scar brands include the Perdomo Estate Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H 12-Year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Line, Perdomo Bono Bourbon Barrel Aged. Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Menso 70, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. Great leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of our Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of our JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm of Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience the unique taste and aroma that makes Aganosa Leaf special. So welcome today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganosa Leaf. And of course, we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo Leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age, of Cigars of Cuba it was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastron Valley in Honduras, Julio Aroa took on the challenge of growing Corojo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Corojo back to the market. With over 50 years experience in the tobacco business from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, Julio still bring their very own brand to market, each containing that authentic Corojo beef. Aladino is available in 100% Authentic Coro Pearl, San Andres Maduro, Ecuador and Connecticut Shade. Cameron or Abano wrapper representing the Golden Age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. Now available at your local retailer, be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. And we want to mention Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplom app for your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on at Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes or Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdwellmatt.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew State, as well as the California Studios for the Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Special Edition 116. Can you believe that? Today is March 8th, 2022. This is Will Cooper. I'm in the Pedomo Cigar Studios on the Black Stage on a very rainy Tuesday night. And I'm joined uh, by, the, by my friend, Bear Duplissy, in the Alec Bradley Golden Star
1: Studios in Adel,
0: Texas. Bear, what's going on, my friend?
1: Oh, uh, Coop, it is, it is so good to be with you. Yeah. So good indeed. Um, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to complain about the weather because, you know, it's, it's cold here. But I'm like, you know, I was thinking about this. I'm like, you know, in a couple of weeks, it's going to be summer here in Texas. And then I'm going to be sweating in like 116 degree weather um yeah so and if you make me do another jukebox episode on like you know saturday afternoon then it's it's gonna be like 150 right so (laughs) i i can't i shouldn't really complain about the weather right now i've got a warm cup warm cup of coffee like five layers yeah
0: I, I mean, a glass of water tonight, <laughs> but actually, it's cold. No here. diet
1: coke. What the fuck's wrong with you? Are well, you okay? I'm doing, doing the AJ right?
0: experiment. That's why I don't want to mess with the uh the diet coke. Oh, oh not the best thing with the aging experiment. So okay, uh, yeah. So that that's my reasoning uh, there. But the diet coke is well in stock here, um, and you know it was well in stock. I had plenty of it in the fridge when we were down in Miami. Um, but hey, but you know, before we kind of get into stuff, right? I mean, we didn't talk about this today at all, but, um, Hey, big, you're wearing your Packers gear. Um, a very big day. If you're a Packers fan and I think a very important day, uh, mainly it looks like Aaron Rodgers is going to finish his career as a Packer.
1: Um, well, I wouldn't be, I mean, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put that in stone yet. I mean, he, you know, the, 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 the article came out on CBS sports and a couple of other people announced it, but, I mean, Aaron Rodgers tweeted himself that he's like he is coming back to next year, but he did not sign a long term contract. So I don't know what the fuck that means. So somebody's wrong, but he's coming back. He's playing one more season, at least with the Packers. So I'm excited about that. I mean, if the terms of the contract are true, it's going to be very hard for anyone
0: who's going to want to pick up that contract.
1: I suppose so. Uh, Again, if if it's what's being reported, I'm just going off of his his personal tweet. So, um, his, you know, his, I'll, I'll read it off to you. So, um, so this was, uh, probably, probably less than an hour after, uh, less than an hour after the story broke and says, Hey, everyone, uh, just wanted to be clear some things up. Yes. I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate as are they are, as are the supposed terms of the contract I signed. I'm very excited to be back though. Year 18. So, Someone's lying. Okay. Interesting. Cause I didn't hear that part at all. You know, yeah, I, pro- I, probably one, always, I, I probably use Facebook,
0: today. you know, I probably use Facebook news, which, you know, is is very accurate, you know, for sports. And if you're oil speculator, uh, if you're a military expert a political pundit, you know, I, I,
1: I all those things, all yeah. those
0: things, fa- there's nothing better than, than, than Facebook and the level of expertise that's delivered, um, over
1: the past, uh, uh, few, uh, weeks. <sighs> I mean, I have to, I have to, I mean, I have to imagine that there's some validity there. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I mean, moments, <laughs> moments after that broke. I mean, um, the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. So,
0: yeah. you know, that, that reminds, It's very much one of these trades. Um, much like a, um, you look at a Matthew Stafford. It was one of those types of trades where Denver mortgaged a lot Um. You know, I, you know, so, um, new coach in there. Uh, they brought in an offensive coach and, um, you know, I think it's good for Russell Wilson. Uh, good for, you know, I, I haven't talked to Erica Thompson yet, but I'm sure he's happy with, with that trade. Um, so we'll see. It, it, it is worth noting there. One, one important point about the Broncos. Their head coach is a disciple of one Matt LaFleur.
1: Well, I was going to say their head coach is not Pete Carroll. So now I can like Russell Wilson again. So that's that's what I was looking forward to.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, they got a guy. We just don't know what Nathaniel Hackett's going to bring to the table as a head coach yet. It's a clean slate with him. I mean, I I understand. You know, Pete Carroll drives me crazy, too. He stomps around on the sidelines. He's con he's he's they, they never throw flags on him. He's on the field all the time. He's um, an infant. He's an infant. You know, I remember his days. Ooh, that's with what the, he is. I remember his days with the Jets, right? And he he was a DC, but then he became the head coach. And no one knew really knows why he got fired after one year, but but I guess the word around town was that Pete Carroll was partying, right? That was the thing. And the owner really didn't like his head coach party, you know, kind of in the Urban Meyer type of setting, except nothing ever got recorded on video. But that was the story around town why the owner dumped uh... Pete Carroll after one year.
1: But, but the but days before cell phone videos. Yeah, it was before you cell lucked phone. out you Mac you lucked out Pete Carroll, you, you piece uh, yeah. of shit. <laughs> but I, I can't say that's that's just the word around
0: town. That's not a confirmation by any means here. So um before before the Seattle Seahawks call me up, uh you know, uh you know that, that is the case there. Uh I he's want such, to he's Tim such a child. and yep, I want to say hi to Tim, Jeff, Jay, Mike. Pete Carroll's a goofball. Mike says Pete Carroll's a goofball. There you go, Bear. You I, know, always liked
1: <laughs> I always liked Mike. I always liked Mike He is a goofball. He is a goofball, but he is a
0: good coach. I'm going to say he is a good coach. Um, no, he's not. Well, yeah. he's better than Matt LaFleur. Oh, well.
1: Yeah, because he's won a Super Bowl. I guess. I guess you won a playoff.
0: That. He's won a he's won a couple of playoff
1: games. I mean, it's <laughs> he's not. <laughs> It's it's, shouldn't shouldn't have thrown on the goal line when you have Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, saying hi, O.
0: Hey, Bear. I have to make an emergency cigar switch. Okay, so can you give me like ten seconds? Absolutely. So okay,
2: so so while
1: you're while you're doing that, let me go ahead and just regale our audience with uh, with something other than Pete Carroll. So, um, but no, I I talking about talking about the Packers. I am excited to have uh, Aaron Rodgers back for another season. Um, you know, it's always you know it's it's been, you know, drama central in the off season and everything. So I'm really excited to have him back. I'm really excited to be having you guys on for this show because this is a, the aging experiment, um, show concept was actually, um, was actually something that I, I, I went to coop with, uh, this has been a few years and this is, a I I think our fourth or fifth iteration of it. And, uh, we've kind of taken it a step further each and every time. Um, and, uh, so this is the, uh, the sixth the uh the sixth month iteration of what we'll be talking about here in just a full mom, uh, moment so we smoked it originally off the shelf uh we've got a cigar that we've been aging for a little more it's actually been a little bit more than six months and then we'll have it again at one year um so that's the concept of the aging experiment something that again that i uh, was really excited uh that, you know i'm really excited uh, because for a lot of reasons i come up with these really fucking harebrained schemes and ideas and like really, really just outlandish show ideas and Coop for whatever reason. And all you know, against all wisdom that he probably has. And let's face it, he's a smart guy. I don't know why, but he lets me do it. And he, you know, he lets me run with these ideas and, and uh, sometimes, sometimes we strike gold in the case of the class Kellner George Rico show that we did. Uh, and then sometimes I just, it just completely blows up. But I think this was a good one. Coop. I think this was yeah. a good Good show idea that I came up with. Uh, you've been really, really instrumental in kind of keeping it going. And, and even though we kind of we missed the six month mark, it seems like every time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we get so it's, much it's going on.
0: Stuff. Yeah, and 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 in full disclosure, this cigar had a crack in it. I just noticed, so I wanted a clean one. Um, I'll, I'll chalk it up to user error. It's not a dry cigar or anything like that. So it happens sometimes, and we're not going to do an aging experiment with a cracked cigar. So. Um, You know, these, these, uh, but yeah, that one was cracked. I didn't, there's no way I was going to challenge that one tonight. So I said, let me go do a swap. (laughs) So That um, brings
1: up, I'm going to put a pin in that crack comment because that's something I want to talk about. Not necessarily with this cigar or this company in specific, but just the vitola. So not trying to tease anything out, but it's a question that I'll pose to you as we kind of get started here. So, so, you know,
0: I want to talk about the crack though on this for a second. Um, and what we're doing here and why I did a switch out. So, um, you know, remember that there was the Brian Glenn video on protocol. Oh, I and remember it the, well And the damaged cigar. Yes. So, you know, look, if damaged cigar, in my opinion, you probably shouldn't start the review with it. Right. That's just if if it cracks in the middle of the smoke, that's a different story. Right. But, you know, there's no way I'm going to I think it would affect the whole integrity of what we're doing tonight so and this is not really per se to review the cigar it's, it's really to see how it's performing over time uh, which is which which you just explained the whole concept right so i, I mean while i made this way mm-hmm. so so yeah i mean i i feel that this should be dequeued um and this like i said this is not a construction issue this is a user issue here um i probably laid it on the table too hard or something so um because i was just concerned it was dry it's not really dry um you know, so these we've these cigars come out of the same humidor as my review cigars. So, yeah,
1: yeah. well, no, I, I think that's I think that's completely fair. Um, like I said, we're, we're, we're trying to see what age does to cigars and if it truly was user air, which I totally believe you. I'm not. You yeah. Know, needless yeah. Um, Look, if this then cracks, that, yeah, that then there's going to be happen. a problem,
0: so I'll be honest with you. I
1: know who's a yeah. sponsor,
0: but but I don't think that's
1: the issue here. So, Um. um so, I was talking about this. I believe this is our fourth iteration. So, uh, yeah, so Coop, why don't you, uh, why don't you introduce the cigars? I'll mention the ones we've done previously and we'll, we'll light this bad boy up. How's that sound?
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. So, um, we are smoking, um, obviously, like Spare this is the fourth one of these we've done. Um, this is the Aladino Corojo Reserva. Uh, it's a box press Figueroa. So, to give you an idea, the Corojo Reserva in the Annals of Cigar Coop History uh, is a big time cigar. When it was released in 2018, it came out in a Robusto size. It was the 2018 Cigar Coop Cigar of the Year. So, uh, a very, very good blend. Since then, they've added a Toro, a Corona, and a Figurado. The Toro actually was a number four cigar in 2019. So, what this blend is different. Um, Aladino is known for Corojo. This is 100% um, authentic Corojo. Mainly it's grown from original Corojo seeds, not hybrid ones, at the Jerry Tobacco Farm. Uh, and the, Julio Roa, he's known for Corojo. That, that's what he's built a lot of his reputation on. Um, the Aladino line, the first original Aladino was a 100% Corojo, as is this. But this uses higher primings in, in it. And
1: aged tobacco, right? And aged tobacco. Applied?
0: Yeah, I believe it's aged tobacco as well, but I, um as well. But it's definitely higher priming. It's it's a bolder, it's probably the boldest smoke. Let me say this. The, the is all smoke different. They, I mean, they all have common core characteristics. Um, but I found like the Robusto is a very, very, it's a I call it a, you know, it's a robust flavor bomb. It's got some kick to it. The Toro is a little smoother um i'd put the corona somewhere in between that more strains a little uh maybe less on the body um and and then this one kind of also is an, i'd say falls in the middle of that robusto and toro spectrum so i thought when we well we'll kind of get into that we'll get into that um Barrett, i know you wanted to kind of go through a little bit of history of, of what we've done here
1: sure um so again this is the fourth iteration of this so we started um know we started we started this believe it or not four years ago um the uh so we thought of the same cigar is really ironic we started i threw this idea at you like hey let's do a cigar and then six months later because i mean let's be honest the the show the special edition was even in in its infancy at that point so like we you know we didn't necessarily we weren't necessarily going anywhere but we just necessarily didn't weren't thinking about long-term in a lot of cases so we decided like do one cigar now and then one cigar in six months and see what it changes right and so we did the totos list
0: yep the uh um, double wide figurado i think i did
1: right so that was the thing we did two different sizes two different two different lo- so two different uh, locations where the cigars were picked up yep so a little inconsistency there um and we smoked it and and, and tried it out and um and you know had our our Had some, you know, mixed, you know, had some mixed reviews and and enjoyed it, enjoyed the experience and enjoyed the experiments or like, well, like, hey, let's do let's do a year. Let's do one now, six months and then a year. So we did it with the Crown Heads La Carême, which um, was, I think, a raging success for that cigar. That was Um, that was the most. Yeah, that was big time. I always saw changes with that. I still say the six-month-aged Careme Robusto, which is what we did. Um, we did the same vitola. We purchased it from two different stores, but we purchased it from the same. We purchased the same vitola, and um, the six-month Careme Robusto is by far the best crown heads I've ever smoked.
0: Oh, we agree. I think we agree I on mean, that. It was
1: just sensa- just absolutely sensational. So. Um, So, and, um, and then lastly, um, we, uh, we just wrapped up um, before we started this experiment a little over six months ago, we wrapped up the year long uh, experiment with the uh, foundations tabernacle CT 142, which we got from the same store, same Vitola, And uh, so we've, we've kind of, we've kind of gotten a little bit more consistent as we kind of go along with this yeah now we just need to make sure that our timing is a little bit better
0: <laughs> yeah i i agree but i think with this cigar in particular the Figueroa, which is a little different is this we this box was was procured right around the time the cigar was first released which i think is a unique thing compared to the other ones so this was just hitting this was in soft this was like they haven't. Even, they, it was only available to select retailers at the time, because Husto typically um, he does a, a, a soft launch of things, right? So um, yeah, so this I think this is a little different that that what we've done. And look, I think we were pretty honest the first time through. It probably we probably said, look, this cigar probably could use. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. I thought we thought it probably could benefit from to me. It was certainly a, a, mm-hmm. a very good cigar, but. Um, it wasn't at that cigar of the year level either the Robusto. Um, but it was smoking very good. It was certainly a cigar I'd, I'd pick up off the shelf and buy. I have not smoked this blend since we did the aging experiment. I kind of held off this. I mean, this size, I have not touched these cigars since then.
1: Yeah, I haven't touched this size since then. I, yeah, I kind of wanted to. Um, yeah, like, to be honest, I, I, I really enjoyed the other Batolas a lot more. Uh, again, not that it wasn't it wasn't a poor experience. What's all, I mean, go back and watch the review. I think we both enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. But I like the other Vitolas more and uh, I, yeah. For, and, and because I could, and cause we had the opportunity to, I wanted to, in the interest of, you know, I guess, I guess the integrity of the exercise, I wanted to hold off and just see what it does overall. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, I'm excited to smoke it again tonight. So uh, uh while we, uh, do you want to, start up the lighting up process and then we talk uh we talk a little contest because we all know that that's why only everyone's here is just yeah yeah and the free free shit
0: yeah yeah and i forgot to do the contest before we started getting into this so that's my fault but that's okay uh yeah we're giving away free stuff and oh by the way you're not gonna have to tag a 100 people in this you're not gonna invite people to uh, like my page you just gotta get a hashtag right and then i
1: maybe we should do that coop you know what you got to fucking tag five people you know because apparently yeah, that's maybe easy. I will do it. Yeah,
0: maybe I will do that. Yeah, I'll be a mean bastard and do that, right? Um, but no, hey, I gotta say this by the way. Uh, thank you to the Daniel Marshall contest. We gave away almost a thousand dollars worth of accessories that night. We had a great, a great reception to that. So Everyone did a fun. good job with their head tag, first of all. Um, and Daniel Marshall's some people have already received their prizes, and I just gave it to Daniel Marshall when last Wednesday. So Again, thanks to Daniel Marshall, Bear, you you kind of filled in on primetime that night. Uh, so and we and this is a cool giveaway tonight. We'll get into, but let's kind of let's kind of make people wait. No, we'll, we'll, let's light up. We want to light up, and then as we light up, we'll do the contest. I think that'll be the best thing. All right. So um, the other thing we'll just say about this cigar: this is the um, the Aurora signature. It has a Auroa signature tissue paper. Um. Husso is not known for as much of the tissue paper around scars as his brother is. Uh, Husso will use cello, but this one does have tissue paper. Um, and uh, so I think this is, uh, you know, so you don't see that as much. But if you see Chris CLE, everything's in tissue paper. Asylum, a lot of tissue paper. But, but here, this is a separate deal. Husso will use cello, but not on this cigar. He doesn't use it. Um, you'll see that it has a... The, a very old-school Aladino band, a la Camacho style, right? And then it has a secondary band, which is indicated Corolla Reserver. And if you see the bright yellow, uh, Mr. Aroa's, um, Julio Aroa, loves the color yellow. So that's why you'll see the yellow on a lot of Aladino. All right, so you ready, ready to go? Yeah, I'm already toasting. So I'm going to use my, uh, my double credo cutter so I can get the uh, tapering. Uh, if you kind of see this, I use this. This gives me a nice taper on there. Uh, it's like a 38 ring gauge. And the good news is no cracking. So this was perfectly okay. I, I can tell you, Barrett, I don't know if you did a dry drawer. The tobacco already seems a little more settled with this compared to when I first smoked this. I was just about to say that, actually. I did it's, do a it's, dry it's, it's, Yeah, it's, there's a... The jar drawer is much much more enjoyable on this, and it's giving me a nice uh, a nice appetite to start this. So I'm toasting. Yeah, to-
1: toast the foot a little bit and like let that aroma seep in a little bit, and just this is really this is really cool. Like the the aroma on this, the aroma on just toasting the foot and letting that smoke just kiss the nostrils a little bit yeah being a little obnoxious but it's true if you just kind of like let it there's a little pepper i'm getting off this thing it's oh, a little we're... peppery yep but there's also this nice little sweetness to it yeah i was um, just gonna say that yeah it's it's quite it's quite nice like it's just a, it's a really nice yeah there.
2: Um, yeah great draw right out of the gate
0: but definitely yeah. even the initial puffs I could tell you about this has settled down a bit I think you know we were smoking something much younger when we did it I mean that cigar was like weeks since it was like, only like a couple weeks shipped when we, when we did that first aging experiment
1: which I'm surprised because remember we commented on the strength of the cigar and the other Vitolas and like this one obviously the strength level was just really not there Maybe, I would say the only one that's,
0: I would say this is third in terms of strengths, but the Toro being the most dialed back.
2: Hmm. You
0: getting any sweetness? Yeah. It's opening up. The sweetness kind of just opened up for me. It took a few draws. Again, the retro is kind of mimicking the aromas, but that maybe this is this is giving me you can see my screen. It's giving me a lot of smoke here. So I'm getting a lot of smoke off this thing. So maybe, you know, that may be why I'm getting the retro similar to the aroma. I saw a couple more people. I saw Kerr in there. Hi to Kerr. If I missed anyone, it, yeah, because... he doesn't
1: like Pete Carroll either. Kerr's Who care? Who care? Yeah, Kerr
0: doesn't like. Get Kerr it, Kerr it, it, bear, bear. You him into your fan club. Yeah, that's good. Um, I gotta, I gotta give Kerr a mess. Kerr doesn't live far from me. I found out. so, Kerr, I'm gonna be reaching out to you. We'll have to have a smoke.
1: So, um. So far, the draw is sensational. Um, I was a little worried because it seemed like I don't—I didn't remember it being this firm before. It—it definitely, yeah. And I always worry about—I always worry about figurados, torpedoes. uh, The draw was—the draw was actually a little.
0: I think we commented on it last time, right? The draw was Mm -hmm. not as firm as we would have expected. Right, And I think this was
1: a cigar that was, like I said, it was newer. So what's interesting, if you like let off, you don't take a puff for a minute or so. Like if you just like really concentrate on the mouthfeel till right. of it, it's a really nice. There's this this lingering. It's not like a long, a super long finish, but there's this lingering finish on it on the palate. Yeah. Uh, like the pepper is still there a little bit. Uh, it's an interesting you know, it's an interesting experience so far. Um, there's that word that Rafael Nadal hates. Interesting. Interesting. So speaking of Rafael Nadal, what a segue that is. Let's talk a little contest, huh?
0: Yes. Uh, all right. So let's get into our contest. So our contest is always sponsored by Tobacco USA USA. Um, so let me actually share the screen, what we're giving away tonight. And then as you you have to answer a question. Um. And this is a cool one, by the way. This is a cool giveaway. I, you know, um, There's a lot of stuff you get in here with this, right? Um, so this is a Monte Cristo Espada giveaway. So the Espada is a line of Monte Cristo cigars that was the first Monte Cristo that was produced in Nicaragua. Um, and they've actually just released the third installment of that cigar, the Monte Cristo Signature um, a couple, like the, at the TP Trade Show. Um, and this was made at the Placentia factory. Uh, but but there's, there's always they always put together these cool packs. I think this one, there's like a, a, something for everybody in this pack, right? So you get, and I happen to have this, you get the beanie cap. It's warm. It's a real warm beanie cap, guys. Um, so the, the Spada branded beanie cap. You get this like copper mug, a really nice mug. Um, and they give you something to put in the mug. They give you uh, uh, hot cocoa from Gear Deli. I know, you, I know, Bear, that's not your thing. You can't have chocolate, so unfortunately, this wouldn't be good. But they, uh, they also give you some rum chata. And there's a, I guess there's a hot chocolate recipe that comes with this where you mix the two together and, and make some sort of a drink. Um, but they always give you a little bottle of that. Um, you get a sandalwood tobacco candle. This is pretty cool. This is a cool thing. I, 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 that's something I want to, if anyone gets it, I want to see what that candle smells like. And if that's not enough, you get the um, Monte Cristo Sword, letter opener. That's another cool thing. All right. Now, what do you have to do to get this right? I made this. I'm fair. I made this. You have up. to
1: get a letter. You I have made to get a letter so that yeah. oh oh to oh. I'm sorry. I thought we we're talking about the using the letter opener. Yeah, yeah.
0: I made this super easy
1: tonight because guess what? I already said don't fucking say that every time you do. Yeah, they mess hard. up. They mess so up. Stop. Just 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 tell people how to win it. Okay. Go.
0: Monte Cristo Spada. What factory is it made in? Hashtag Monte Cristo. Put it in the chat. What factory is Monte Cristo Espada come out of? And by the way, think before you type, okay? If you're not sure, it doesn't hurt to go to ScarCoop. One answer. If you put two answers, I'm not counting them because I don't know which one was first, right? So you delete your answer, but make sure only one answer. What factory is Monte Cristo Espada made in? And hashtag Monte Cristo in the uh, live stream chat on Facebook tonight. And please get the hashtags right on this one. Everyone did great with the Daniel, the Daniel Marshall man. When that when we were giving away that stuff too, um, and <laughs> I there was not one incorrect hashtag that night. <laughs> oh, that was bare. You don't know what I had to go through with that. <laughs> There was a lot of entries that I had to like. There was. There's was a lot of entries. Daniel's I like messaging me. I'm in, I'm at level, but Daniel, I, I can't sit down and do this. I got it. I'm like exhausted. I got to do this when I get back. And, and he was totally understanding. So well, as soon as I got back, I did it and got it to him. And to his credit, he got the prizes right out to people. Um, Like I said, I already saw a couple of people have the prizes. So uh, as does Altidus, they get these prize packs out right away as long as I give them the contest results right away.
1: All right, so I literally put how to answer it in the chat. Answer, hashtag, Monte Cristo Espada. You can literally copy and paste my hashtag. You can't mess up. up. I mean, you can't mess up. And here's even better. cigar coopcom If you type in Monte Cristo Espada factory. You will, you will get the answer. The answer's right there. Yeah. You might have to read a little bit. You might have to read a little bit, but uh, you this is the it. thing about click. This is the thing about clicks, man. I was actually having this discussion. So like really boring story for people who don't care. Yeah, uh, I, I, I sell software as a as a day job. I'm That's sorry. my living. I'm sorry. And, um, <laughs> and I do Zoom calls all day long. And um, and I was literally talking to I was literally on a I was on a call with uh, with a potential member. Um, and they we were talking about the number of clicks in a software and how it sucks. I'm like, hey, you think clicks and software are bad? Imagine trying to get a view on, on a podcast if all you do is YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> if it went right over their heads. I chuckled at myself. I don't care. Yeah, I'm funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jay Davis, Monte Cristo Espada. Hashtag Monte Cristo Espada. Come on, Chad. I the wait. answer's right above it. Come on! By,
0: by the way... Um,
1: Tim got the hashtag right. Come on, guys.
0: Here's the Let's thing. Roll. All the espadas are made at the same factory, so it, it, it doesn't matter which espada you you look up on Coop. That's why I said... It's very easy, guys. So it's very easy. I said it. <laughs> I didn't even realize I said I did say it. I didn't. I was meaning not to say it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. All right. And it, this is a cool pack. Like I guess this is a pretty cool pack to get. Um, courtesy of our friends at Tobacco Lura USA. Uh, great things are happening. By the way, I just reviewed Bear the Monte Cristo Epic Twelve Vintage 12. Yeah, was that timed? Was it was it was actually delayed. It should have been published yesterday. Um it's, but you know, it's just yeah, it's just coincidental that uh it came, and that's not this cigar, by the way. Um and I'm gonna tell you, we've been talking Monte Cristo 1935 Nicaragua for the past year. People need to pay attention to that epic vintage 12. And oh boy, has that thing aged? Unbelievable! It it, it was like it went up a lot in a few months. So it, Dojo had it in the top ten, and I was like, mm, "Eric, really?" I'm like, but I understand why, because it's smoking at a. It, it's what a job! I mean, again, I know Raphael, friend, sponsor of the show. What a job he's done there with, at Altidus. and in particular with Monte Cristo. He's elevated Monte Cristo to another level. Um. So I can't say enough about that.
1: I'm, I'm really, I'm really, it's one of the things, it's one of the brands that I've actually really enjoyed seeing the journey that it's been on Yeah. for the last, I would say the last 24 months or so. Um, yes, I agree. He's done a great job with it. The Monte Cristo, well, him in the partnership with AJ Fernandez yeah. has really kind of elevated a lot of brands. I know, like, for example, like I was a really big fan and I was really high on the H. Upman Nicaraguan. I know you weren't, but, um, but I mean, take your personal, like, take our, take our personal right. proclivity into that. Like, he made H. Upman, you know, he made H. Upman relevant again. Oh, you know that's probably a bad choice of words. He did,
0: and and don't forget Romeo. I know it kind of the Romeo uh, uh, Reserva in Nicaragua. I think has been a, was a big hit for them as well. Um, so he,
1: you know, what he did with Romeo? He made it cool. He made it cool. Yeah. He so there's not you. Romeo and Juliet's gonna be Romeo. Romeo and Juliet is really gonna be Romeo and Juliet. It's gonna be like that forever. Right. It's kind of like Cohiba, like. People can have their opinions about Cohiba. Like Cohiba is always going to have is is Cohiba and Romeo and Julieta and Monte Cristo are always going to be synonymous with. I mean, it's just it's yeah. they're just going to be yeah. the staple, a standard. They're going to be people. They're going to be brands that everyone always knows. Yep. So he elevated, transformed and I would say evolved Monte Cristo better than anything. Yeah, he made Romeo and Julieta cool. He made H Upman relevant. Yep, like they it's... struggled
0: to find an H Upman. You know, they tried the Banker, the Legacy, and you know they were fumbling around with H Upman for a while, and then Raphael comes in there, bam, the AJ, uh, the AJ Fernandez
1: one. Again, not my profile, but a lot of people love that cigar. And then they then, then the latest iteration too. Like they went back and did something with the vintage, and then they they have this this latest product. Project that uh, just got released to the dark Blue one that uh, Aaron Nielsen was telling Us about he'd smoked it that's at a, HMN, So
0: yeah yeah The uh, the one thing I say about the epic the Vintage 12 It's it's made it tobacco de Garcia so you know I know Raphael has been all these Projects we've been talking about at Nicaragua He's not forgetting he's got some great Blenders in the In, in the DR and the other Thing we should mention St. Louis Ray Um out of Honduras so Florida Copan so and I'm not gonna say the name of that cigar because I always butchered it the, the the Karenas yeah I butchered every time Karenas, Karenas. Karenas. yeah but again you know you always, I,
1: you always you make always span like you make Spanish words like always sound like body parts man but like, <laughs> just, like just <laughs> you know you you, you and you and Ben, it's like the most comical thing to like sit down <laughs> and like talk talk about talk about cigars that we really like. And I just yeah. sit there and like yeah. watch you guys butcher Spanish yeah. words.
0: Yeah, but I, like I said, I uh Nielsen Nielsen liked, I think, that New Age Upman too. I have it, I haven't smoked it yet.
1: I right, I don't have it. I'm excited to smoke it
0: though. Nielsen will say right away if he doesn't like the cigar though. So he's not gonna hold punches back either. Um no, he'll just he'll just buy a box. Here's one other thing I'll just mention about Raphael and then we'll get back to the cigar. Blue bands. He's found a way to like well, I think blue bands have been found have found their way, you know. But look, he's put blue bands on Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, and H. Upman. And they have worked every time. So uh you know no one's complain- no one's complaining about packaging out of Altidus right now, either. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> what? Oh just coop. Uh, Jay's comment, and he's like, or when uh, Coop says qu- quintessence like a New York cabbie. Oh boy,
0: yeah, yeah. A, we're not going there, Jay. <laughs> Please, Jay, no. <laughs> I think I said that in front of the, uh, in front of uh, what's his face, Andy. Had, oh, shit, and I was embarrassed. So, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, um, <laughs> like a New York cabbie. You know, I said a lot of things like a New York cabbie because. I wasn't really a New York cabby. I was a I was a gypsy cabby. <laughs> All right. Well, great, and we'll have uh great things are happening here segment in a little bit. And spoiler, I'm going to talk about uh, my visit to the cigar family tonight as as part of that segment. Um, so, um, awesome. So, bear back to the cigar. Um, what are you getting from this? Because I'm getting an interesting f- flavor. Now, I'm going to say this cigars. This cigar's gone through some changes. Just out of the first draws, I'm telling you, it's changed a lot. Um,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I'm about, I'm about a half an inch, uh, almost three quarters of an inch away in. The draw is super smooth. Of course, uh,
0: perfect. The draw, the draw um, is perfect for me.
1: I already I had to do a touch up I think it's cuz I messed up the initial light I'm not going to say anything I you know and, and that's shame on me for touching up an Aladino cigar you don't do that man you just let it roll and it fixes but, itself but, but, it's but, the, old, but the,
0: old,
1: yeah I'll have it die hard
0: I'll, Um what I'll say there just kind of on a point this line I've had to probably do more touch ups on this than the regular Aladino and this a higher performing tobaccos. A lot of it's cosmetic in my mind
1: um i don't oh, i think you know. so i mean who still think- even said that to us in the booth at pca yeah that's actually, what i was just I gonna said. get i was
0: just gonna make that point he said
1: yeah go no go ahead i don't want to steal your thunder no that was exactly what i was gonna say who still said that in the booth yeah and i mean and 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 and, and uh, what i really loved about his answer was very una- it was it was about as apologetic but unapologetic at the same time it was just a simple explanation he wasn't apologizing for it, but he wasn't offering any excuses either. Like, it no. was just like it is. It, this this is the way the tobacco is, you know, because when you deal with it, and what you what the the trade off there is the un, the unique experience that you get from really high priming, aged, genuine corojo tobacco. Like it's it it's this is this is an incredible experience in something that you would think is like oh well that's very vanilla to do. Like puros are kind of losing their flair a little bit um you know there's there's certain exceptions in latter years um you know the um for example the uh the encore in Nicaraguan yep. Piro that Ernesto Perez-Garrillo Jr. did mm-hmm. um which was a very which was very unique but it was a Nic- it was a Nicaraguan Piro. like here kind of lost a lot of I guess steam in the last few years and stuff so when you consider stuff that are um Puro's and uh, you it, it this is, I think this stands above this. Not necessarily this Fatola specifically, but the, the line itself it stands kind of above, uh, kind of above all the heap. I think for a very unique experience for a pure cigar, like the complexity is there. Um, it's a very interesting, you know, it's a very interesting flavor dynamic. The power that you get off the original Robusto is just unbelievable. Um, I mean, that cigar's got some, that cigar's got some giddy up. And like, you don't even know until you're done with the cigar and you're like, holy shit. I just smoked a I just smoked a cigar and you're like wondering where to go take a nap.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Um, A a question.
1: No, but I was going to say that experience actually didn't translate over to this Vitola. Like the the other Vitolas that we've had in this blend, like they were those powerhouses and like they really kind of sat you down, what we call the sit-down cigars. And this wasn't one of them. This didn't do that.
0: Yeah, I started, like the Toro was the only one that didn't do that with me. That was the one I think that was the mildest for me. But the Corona
1: is a little powerhouse. That, Corona is a little powerhouse, That thing. Yeah. But you were asking me about flavors. Um, so let me elaborate. Hold that question. I know you got something in Write it down. Don't forget it. Okay. Yeah. So um, so the flavors that I'm getting off of this. So it started off kind of the the mild, the, the flavors kind of started off a little mellow for yes. me. Yes.
0: A little more Uh, strange, but yeah, the flavors have a, I'd say, yeah, they're medium minus on body, I'd say.
1: Yeah. The, the spice components there, there's some woodiness, there's some earth, there's some sweetness. It was kind of, it was there, but it was kind of like unidentifiable for the first few pups Now that I'm about three quarters of an inch in, uh, it's a little bit more defined. There's this kind of, there's this really nice, again, I think it's personal preference on and personal palates and everything. Um, Um, but we talked about this, we've talked about this, this, this flavor note several times. I'm getting this minerality. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, We're definitely getting that more so that I've not gotten on the other sizes.
1: And the, uh, so minerality is kind of falls in that camp of negative, negative flavor notes, right? You know, the, the bitter, the you know when you talk when you talk about at, you know acrid acidity you know things like that that that's a really those are really off-putting terms but they're they play a part in a complex blend and minerality is one of those terms in one of those flavor notes that hits palates really poorly sometimes yeah i i really enjoy it especially when it's well balanced when i think of minerality in good ways you think about like the uh, the davidoff uh, Yamasa. um my previous number one cigar of the year the la barba uh ricochet very much yeah yep um there's some minerality to those cigars that really are well balanced with some of the other components of it of the cigar and so it's not overpowering which would make it which would make it off-putting but there's it's it's there it's very present and i'm anxious to see how it continues um but so far, I, I, think, I think I'll think go on Olympic. Tobaccos are more settled, so I'm enjoying I'm enjoying this cigar a little bit more than uh, thus far since the, the original.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree with everything you said flavor-wise, but I am getting a black coffee note off this thing. I definitely sense a black coffee note, as opposed to maybe an earthy note. It's a little more of a black coffee note I'm
1: getting. See, I'm drinking coffee, and I don't get the coffee.
0: Okay. I don't know if it's yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, it could be wrong, but it, it, that's the way it's hitting me right now. And it's hitting the. You know, the coffee note tends to hit the back of your tongue, um, and that that's kind of where I'm getting it from.
1: So you were going to ask a question. And I it's told
0: totally you... unrelated to what we this cigar, but you made okay. a comment. I just wanted to ask you a question.
1: You you mentioned your number
0: one cigar here, the Encore, right? Yes. And it was a Valiente size, right? Yes. Have you smoked the Celestial lately? Uh the
1: the. The uh, the big like Toro Extra,
0: the six seven eights by fifty. So it's not the Toro yeah, like, Extra; it's a, it's more of the standard Toro.
1: Um, I mean, I know it's. I uh, sorry, you threw me off with the with the Vitola ask. Um, yeah, the El Primero is the bigger one. Thank you. The Celestial. Yeah. It's probably been around six or seven months or so. Uh, I had some probably had some back in the fall, early fall, late summer. I was
0: surprised I did smoke one. Uh, I I actually got one in the uh, the the uh, the advent calendar from smoke in. And I did take it down uh, to Florida uh, for my weekend before I went to when I was in Florida before I went to the DR. Unbelievable. It was smoking. I was like, wow, I mean, this was really smoking good. So I don't know how long smoking had them. I I hadn't probably smoked a celestial in about three years. So I was like, wow, this is I'm gonna pick up some more of that size. I was very impressed with that
1: size. Yeah, I I regularly smoke inside the encore line quite a bit. The Valiantis is still my favorite size. Um, I think that's
0: celestial, I think that's celestial now's gone to the top but I have to smoke a few more, but, but yeah, I want to give it a review actually, see how it scores because uh, you know, again, I'm on the road. It's a little different, but I I was very impressed with what I, what, what I got out of that cigar. The flavors were just very pronounced in that cigar.
1: Yeah. The, um, the majestic was actually what the cigar that the, the company was handing out the great smoke.
0: um, Yeah. That's how I know
1: it wasn't the one. I didn't get this one.
0: I had this before the great smoke. Uh, Abe had, like I said, in the, uh, um, you know, Abe had it in the advent calendar. You know, I'll say this. Um, I got the cigars that, for the most part that were being handed out at the Great Smoke. And we're gonna, I know we're going to get into this in a second. They, they really brought good cigars this year. So, there's years in the past where I can tell you certain companies d- did not bring good cigars. So these were much better selection uh, over the past three or four years. I've noticed they've gotten better. And I don't want to yeah. call it a company, but there were some real dog rockets. <laughs> they, 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 Jesus, they were,
1: coop, damn! How
0: discontinued cigars were getting shots out.
1: fired. Well, I, I, again,
0: and this is three or four years ago. I'm not wait. Made discon-
1: discontinued cigars, cigars were being. Out? Yeah, so
0: Which? one well, more than one company brought a discontinued cigar or a cigar that they knew they were closing out. Yeah. So, uh. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I
1: went. I went on. I went and got all the cigars, and I'm trying to think of which ones you're thinking of.
0: No, no, not at this great smoke. Oh, not at this 4. great smoke. I'm talking three or four, 4. years gotcha. ago. Yeah, yeah. No, at this great. That's why I'm saying at this great smoke, the quality was much better. It, it was. It was. Hand, but no, not at this great smoke. I think clearly, most of these cigars. Well, maybe they, there's one company I could think of that didn't bring a good cigar, and that's it. I thought they brought their weakest cigar, but but everyone else, it wasn't the case.
1: No, uh, I mean I have no basis of comparison, but for previous years. But if you say like where they're handing on discontinued stuff, then that yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty. I,
0: I'm I'm going back like 2016. Like I'm going back a while. It um, Abe I think, it's really up the game at the Great Smoke in terms of cigars being common and, and personalities coming over the past few years. So I haven't seen that, but like two, it, I have to say it was like 2016. I was like this is what you're giving out? I'm like, really? <laughs>
1: so, yeah. So I was going to make a comment about Figurados, Torpedoes, et cetera. Yeah. So Which we I were... took you
0: completely off track, I know.
1: No, no, no. So you had mentioned, uh, you know, you swapped out cigars before we got started because you mentioned about the crack and everything. I think, I think that's honestly like one of my my biggest also pet peeves about the Vigorado torpedo genre, uh, of a toll is that, um, for, for one it's, 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 and this certainly falls in the camp of the good. Um, mm-hmm. but so many, I, I've said this forever. I have so many people don't know how to make them and they still insist on making them. Now it's fallen off in, in popularity in, in, in latter years. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, because like there's companies that just don't know how to roll them. And uh, that was my biggest thing. It's just like, I really didn't. And it's funny because I named two Figurados uh, cigars of the year, two years in a row, you know, I had the, the valiantis. And then I had the Kristoff uh, Vengeance. <laughs> so, so, um that, but they smoke phenomenal. So, I mean, it just goes to show yeah. you it's, it's about the cigar. It's not about, you know, I'll, I'll give anything a fair shake and, and, yeah. and I have, you know, even 60 scoop. I'll even yeah. give a 60 shot. So, uh, but the thing about these particular vitolas is not only are they poorly made in a lot of cases, it doesn't matter how well made they are. They're right. also they're also more prone to breaks and cracks, um, because if you drop it. You know, if it falls or anything like that, that that cap is getting cracked more than a Parejo. Yeah. yeah times see, more than th- a parejo.
0: This was the way I put the cigar down. As soon as I put it down, I I, I want to say I put it down a little hard. Uh, I didn't throw it or anything, but I, I just kind of like. uh I kind of let it go down about a uh, half know, <laughs> but, uh, that's enough sometimes to, to trigger the cap here. Um, and it cracked as soon as I did that. So I'm like, mm, no good. Um, but I don't, I doubt this is, I've smoked, you know, this is a well, i I've smoked a lot of these, like I said, when we first, they first came out, I haven't smoked this in eight months. Um, this is a well-made figurado. It's a, it's a box press torpedo is what this is. Um, so this is well made, you know, I go like Fuente knows what they're doing with this. Nick Perdomo. I mean, when it comes to that, that, you know, that, that uh, Nick Perdomo is, I think, torpedo. You and I have commented. Um
1: Yeah, we've talked to him about it.
0: Yeah, we've talked to By the way, Nick, um, for folks who know, uh, we confirmed Nick Perdomo in April at the trade show at that great smoke. So Nick Perdomo will be back. But yeah. Um
2: So, yeah.
1: All right. So what how what about you, Coop? How is how's it uh, it looks like it's burning a little crooked on you? It is,
0: but the wind is coming in here. But that's typical with that. Uh but it but I don't want to put this all in the wind. It is burning a little crooked, but these have typically done this to me every time. Not a bad burn, it's not meandering or anything like that, but it's it's not as pretty as I'd like. Yeah. So um I'm debating whether I should – I don't want to ash it just yet. I think it needs a little more on here before I ash this.
1: My ash is about to fall off, man. So I'm just letting it rest a little bit.
0: It's a, cool, it's a, it's a loose – it's not a, It's a, It's more on the loose side, this ash, and that's always been the case with that. Um, Yeah, like I said, but these are not like – you know, when, when you start getting those like – you know, those – what are those? What are you, I don't want to say mouse holes, but you get those like, you know, trows, trows, whatever you call it kind of curves down that's when i get worried and then mm-hmm. i'm not having to play catch up with this cigar like touching it up on one side that that is not happening it's just it's just a, it's, it's a little uneven i think it's a little bit's that wind but i think it's the high priming tobaccos in here as well i'm definitely getting that black coffee note though are you getting any sweetness
1: I'm still trying to identify it. Me
2: too. (laughs) I was
1: asking. I think because it's oh, there goes the ash. Um, It's subtle. It's balancing. It's perfect.
0: It's it's just enough sweetness for this right now. I I have not I I mean, I don't want to say what it like because I'm embarrassed if it's not right. It's almost like an apricot. I'm getting off this thing. But it's, it's, it's subtle. It, it is a secondary sweetness is what you're getting
1: off this. I'm trying to place it. It's oh God, it's not quite nectarine because nectarines are a little bit more citrusy. There's not too stone much fruit.
0: Would you put in that stone fruit? Catalog? Yeah,
1: that stone fruit. So yeah. It, it's kind stone of rem- fr- it, it kind of reminds me of like, have you ever had donut peaches?
0: Yeah, it's, it's in that. Yes, it's totally. That's 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 accurate. Like that's why I said apricot. It's in that. It's in that. It's not in the citrus. It's not in the cherry. It's very different. And and I wasn't getting this the last time when we had this.
1: So this is the this is the peach that I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, you disabled my ability to share. Well, okay. I didn't I
0: didn't well, I didn't enable you, but uh, I'll do that, of course.
2: So, let's do. Uh. Oh, you should be good.
0: Smoke production's gone down a bit
1: online. So that's the it's the donut peach.
0: Yep, I know exactly what you're talking. We we'll have to get some donut peaches for the uh, for the uh, compound.
1: For the compound, <laughs> yeah, we'll get some
0: donut peaches for the compound, yeah. Uh, so,
1: yep. whenever I've had those, like even when they're like ripe, they still have a little bit of. They have this little bit of crunch to them. Crunch, yeah, and so like it, it's 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 more. Um, it's more like apple texture, the sweetness of like the sweet, the the kind of sweetness of an apple, but tasting like a peach. I know that doesn't make yep. sense, but it's not very fleshy. Yep. And that's kind of what I'm getting. So like when, like when I think of app, there's like, there's certain cigars that I get with like apricot um, quite a bit. And so the difference between like, like peach and apricot to me, when you're talking about like variations of sweetness I know this is like next level nerddom. I'm sure everyone's yeah. just fascinated by this conversation, but like the difference between like peach and like apricot for me, like apricot has a little bit more, um, it, it's, it's not as sugary meaning like, so like if you, for example, if you like with peaches, particularly like ripe peaches, huh? like it has this, um, it has this very kind of like, like white sugary sweetness. Like not brown it, sugar, not turbinado, it, like nothing like that. Not like powder, yeah. definitely not like powdered sugar, nothing like that. Yeah, it's just this very white sugary sweetness. Like if you ever take, like everyone has ever done in their entire life in their childhood, you lick your picky, you stick it in some sugar, and you, it's that it, taste.
0: It's picking up a bit more, and it's getting a little more pronounced as I'm, I'm moving through this first third. Um, so it was a, it's still background secondary, but it's picking up a little more. Um, and I'm kind of agreeing with you on this now. It is getting sweeter than it was when I first broached this subject so um which I did not get this flavor of any of the other Aladinos uh Corojo reserves. I, I this is the first time I picked it up on this one. And I've smoked a lot of these cigars. And even when I was smoking these, like when they first came out, I wasn't getting this note. And now I'm like, this sweetness is getting more pronounced right now. Um, I hope it doesn't get too pronounced because I'm not a big fan of very sweet cigars.
1: So, um, yeah. So quick question, Coop. So, like, let's look back at your own personal history with cigar reviews and your list performance and stuff, uh-huh. JRE is JRE is a, is a consistent performer for you. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. And so what do you think it is about like, Iroa tobacco? Cause that's what we're talking about. Really. When you talk about JRE cigars, you're talking about Julio's tobacco. So what is it? What do you think it is about, Iroa tobacco specifically that kind of hits your palate. Like if you, it could, can, can you characterize it? Like, do you, is it, you know, I mean, is there something specific about it? Is it just the way that they blend cigars that just hits your palate? Right. There's something about the tobacco that obviously has to hit you really well because I mean, their cigars have that all have that signature while they're very different, but they seem to all perform really well for you. They're, it's a constant in your top 30 list. Yeah. What is it about the tobacco that you, that you think you like so much?
0: You know, it's, I don't know if I could put my finger on one thing, but you know, there's Corolla blends I have sometimes that have this very heavy sweetness to it. Right. Um, where the sweetness kind of overpowers it to some extent. Right. And sometimes, especially when you like, deal with some of the higher primings of that Corolla it just doesn't it doesn't mesh well with me. I don't have that problem without with, with the with the with uh, the Auroa tobacco. I, I just don't. I mean, I just know that this tobacco, it's it's grown under very, very close supervision because I've been to this farm. It's, uh, you know, fermented under very strict supervision. Um, and I think that, you know, there's little things that, that he does on the farm that make a difference. You know, so, like, for example, you know, he has these eucalyptus trees surrounding the farm. It, it's, the eucalyptus trees keeps out the mold and things like that. So, I think mean, it's just those little things, but I think the Aroha tobacco, it's got enough boldness for me to be happy. Um, and the way they blend it, it's like each of these primings are a different leaf, almost, in a lot of ways. Um, it's just a lot. Of, I, think, I think it really goes back to the farm with these guys. They're farmers. The is a farmer's first. Um, and it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing operation. And I'm not saying I don't like other Corojos. I mean, look, Aganor's leaf makes some unbelievable, they grow some Ungariu Corojos, so, um.
1: But that's different tobacco, man. I mean, you could say it's the same seed, but it's grown in yeah. a different, completely different, yeah, you know, region.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely completely, and that's a hybrid seed too. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like, like I said, I think it's, it's, this leaf is real i think i think they really focused on this leaf too um and i, I know i'm not giving an answer saying well what do i get taste wise because i get a lot of permutations of flavor from these leaves well
1: i wasn't I, looking necessarily for you to give me a flavor note that like speak to your product yeah. differently I, I think that's a little unfair i was just simply saying like you know there's there's something about there's something about iroa tobacco that really hits your palate and i didn't know if it was something specific about it um but
0: uh, I just think they take care of the tobacco. I think that's what it really comes down to, and that they're in control of of it. You know, you know, from you know the whole process. You know, from seed all the way. You know, to when they roll these, similar to Perdomo. Like, like, why I think Perdomo does very well. Um, Agonorsa does very well. Um, so what's
1: this? What's the cigar? At, at, what's, a J, what's the? What's the? What's the? What's your least favorite JRE cigar?
0: Uh, I'll tell you what it is. It's the it's Yaladino vintage, uh, that that original one that came out with the, Ross the Rothschild. Cow. I did not like that cigar. Thousand, a
1: thousand percent, man. Thousand percent. You need it. You no, know, I'm the. I'm with you. 100%. I think it was.
0: Man. I think it was too aged. But Jay's gonna love me. The Lancero was
1: fantastic. <laughs> that Lancero fucking money, right? I,
0: I sat there. It's I was on Cami' different with the, cigars. Custo's office, and I'm sitting in my Custo. I don't give me the Lancero. I'm right? I'm like, Custo, this works in the Lancero. I'm like, holy,
1: you know so yeah but it's that wrong it just didn't hit but a lot of people like that rothschild but it, well, a lot of people went, were really high on that i and i i yeah no 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 i mean obviously it hit a lot of pallets. yeah it definitely didn't hit mine um yeah and so like when you because you pushed the lancer on me too and i'm like oh my gosh like it just I, i'm like trust the
0: land i like, get trust me on this on the lancer is good i'm like and this is coming from me mm-hmm.
1: i don't think and, so yeah and it yeah it's it's a but. That's see okay that that I mean that right there is a case in point like why if you don't like a cigar you gotta try another vitola
0: you have to you have to try another vitola you cannot dismiss the line Um, and give give you know the developing palates guys a lot of credit you know like they take a lot of shit but they didn't like that Rothschild either and then they went to the Lancero and you know Aaron loved it even Aaron even Aaron liked it yeah um but here's the thing that uses Habano I just have never. The Aroha Habano, it's been a mixed bag for me. This is going back to CLE, going back to Camacho. I'm not saying they, they don't grow good Habano. I'm, I'm sure they do. The, for whatever reason, the Habanos have not have been a little more hit or miss with me. I have not really had a miss with their Corojo. It's just every time it hits.
1: It's almost the like
0: that. They give the same care to those leaves, too, so.
1: So, it was almost like the Rothschild, to me, tasted like a really, really, really dirty volato priming. I you think know, it was like
0: AIDS. That. I think those were AIDS a long time. I think that had a lot to do. I think they just aged out too much. I, I don't know. I've never asked who's told how much the Lancero's aged, But remember, the vintage, that line was originally online line as well as they had rolled for a while, those Rothschilds. So, and I think they were just, maybe they were just too aged out for my liking.
1: I mean, I'll I mean I'll try it again if if unless it's the same type of aging, but I'll try it again just to see if it it's different. But yeah. I mean, I my let's just say my expectations will be low with it. It's just yeah. my least it's my least favorite cigar yeah. that they make. Oh, yeah. I mean I I mean, like everything like by yeah. compare like we talk about this all the time, right? Like, you know, you can't you can't always hit a home run. Like every like there has to be you have to have a least yeah. favorite cigar.
0: It something's gonna um, be at the bottom, yeah. Which surprises me because they do great Rothschilds, right? That's Julio's size, right? I don't know why who still hasn't released the Maduro in the Rothschild size, the round Rothschild. I've told them it. Charlie Minato's told them it. That's the that's the best of the Maduro line. Is that Rothschild?
2: Yes. That's, yeah. that's I think really it's a the surprise. They
0: feel maybe wasn't going to sell as much.
1: Do you think they do a Lancero in this one, the Corojo Reserva, or do you think they do a Rothschild? I think –
0: I have no guess. This is me. Who says he's going to do guess. Lancero or Gordo in this? My, 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 my gut tells me. Oh, what? He's either going to do a Lancero or a Gordo. I have this feeling he's going to do a Gordo in this size.
1: I'd be interested to see – honestly, I'd be interested to see yeah. what Gordo does. I would be really interested <sighs> to see – I what, think Gordo
0: I think he's going to focus on the Gordo line this year. And this is my perception of things. Um I think that's where he's going to focus. I'm not going to say don't do a Lancero in this, right? But I don't know I don't know how easy it would work to be honest with you.
1: No, I think the I think the Lancero would be too overpowering.
0: I'd, I'd love to see him new the Cazadores
1: in this size to me. But I think yeah, the Lancaster oh, may
0: be too overpowering. That's, that's my first reaction to that. But, you know, they've gotten, like I said, they've they've blended these, and each one of these has been its own story. So, um... Um... I have, like I said, I've not asked Husto what his plans are for, for 2022 yet, um, but I'm sure we'll find out in the next few weeks. Um... I think you know, it was, the, I think and I, I don't want to say too much but I, I know he's got the candela right I don't yeah. know when that's coming out um and I know he's got another blend under aladino in the works that that's probably as much as I could say
1: do you think though so here's an interesting here's an interesting question about because of the 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 you know the 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 thickness of the leaf and everything like what do you, what a do you think that would help a Gordo out? I think it would because you're not. I think it would. The fr- I, I, I think the it would. The fragility of the leaf wouldn't be stretched too thin. It wouldn't be stretched too thin on it because it can yeah. take it. I mean, remember interesting thought.
0: when Ernesto did those New Wave Connecticuts in the 60s, that wrapper was just a pain in the ass for me. It was a good blend. Don't get me wrong in the 60s, but very fragile wrapper. I think with a, with a, with a stronger rapper, um, they can make it work and you know the thing that i think why why a gordo could work and why and i think the last circle work too it's corojo so they know they, they're dealing with one type of tobacco here which makes it a little easier right um so
1: that's something i've never understood about manufacturers of gordos when they like me like the uh my father makes the san cristobal Alicancia, and they have a gordo yeah and it's Man, that's I've I've smoked that cigar several times, and every single time that freaking wrapper cracks on it.
0: Uh, yeah, and look, the it's Elegancia just, is one so of, thin. I love that line. In fact, I love Timmy, that one too, Timmy. That was his uh, cigar. He had his first cigar, his first legal cigar, at Corona cigar. Uh, he got an Elegancia because he wanted something it's kind of dial back, but he wanted he wanted a little spice with it. I said, let's go with the Elegancia, and uh, he liked it so.
1: Remember, remember, oh. we were telling those Ashton stories. <laughs> that
0: was that was Timmy's uh, cigar he had first. That's right. I
1: remember. Uh, yeah. Jay brought up the brought up the the leaf too, but he was talking about the Lancero. He was saying how it might it might have combustion issues because of the thickness. That's funny. Yeah. We were, we were thinking about the same the same issue, but two different opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. So. By the way,
0: I have a new appreciation for Lanceros after going to Fuente. Um. And without thank that- God. Well, look, let's just say they roll Lanceros the way they kind of bunch them. They have a special technique that I've never seen anyone do. So, and they showed it, and Carlito showed us this. And I'm like, that's why these Lanceros are, draw well and taste good. Um, and like I said, Carlito gave me the, the, the Opus X 20th and Don Carlos. I mean, they were two of the best Lanceros I've had. Uh, you know, right up there with some of those ones. I do like Lancero. So, um, it was a good cigar
1: so Coop, do you wanna do you want do another segment yeah why don't we, yeah,
0: or? yeah why don't we get into great smoke next so um I've been going to so this was a so little comparison we have here um I believe this was my eighth grade smoke I've been to, so I've gone to most of them since 2013. Uh, um i missed 2020 and i'm counting the virtual one i missed uh 2020 and i missed 2017 but otherwise i've been to all of them uh this was your first right
1: correct uh well, i mean i i mean i sort of attended the the vert the 2021 version, the virtual but yeah yeah i'm
0: gonna but count yeah. the virtual because that was it was just different so i kind of put an asterisk on that but great you know we've talked about how, how great it is Here, here's what I'm going to just kind of kick this off with and we'll get into some of your initial thoughts on this I have seen and I, I think I mentioned this on one of the other shows and maybe with Matt Tobacco I've seen you know when you get into an event that's 10-15 years old you got to keep that event relevant right um, if you go back to 2012 I think we all thought Chattanooga tweet up was going to be the biggest cigar event in the country and it didn't it, it, it died Okay. Um, Abe is not afraid to change things up. And he's not afraid to admit when something doesn't work. And he makes adjustments. And, and he'll be the first one, to admit not everything will always work with him. And again, I think Abe made some adjustments this year. Some of them were by his own choice, and some of them weren't. Like he that that venue, they didn't they weren't going in there until December. They found out they were going in there. And guess what? It was like to open up all these doors. So I'm saying this, like this is an event that's like it just continues to be at another level right now. And I can, I I think I had like Abe said he had 89 things. I had two things I wanted Abe to fix with that event. That's it. Um, so I thought it was a really really good event. And this is someone who's gone to a lot of great smokes. I don't, you know, this event, if anything it's got another decade easily if Abe wants to continue to do it.
1: Oh, I don't think he, he's any shown any indication that he's slowing down. So
0: He's already think thinking about next year. He was already thinking about next year before this event went on. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't have recommended that you go if I didn't think it was good. Now, funny thing is when Chattanooga kind of jumped the shark, and I'm not going to get into beating up the Chattanooga thing because there were some great times we had there. I invited a whole bunch of people uh, to come to Chattanooga with me. And that's when it jumped the shark, unfortunately. So there's always a little risk with that, you know, okay, you're getting, we, we, we put you on a plane and you're coming to the uh, van here. You know, you always have that in the back of your mind, but I thought the risk was low with Abe. So, and the risk, it turned out wasn't even a factor.
1: Yeah, no, it it was, I think it was a fantastic, it was a fantastic experience. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was unlike any other event that I've ever been to. Um, And I really, I really enjoyed the, um, the community, the ambiance, the environment. Um, it was just a, it was a whole lot of people smoking cigars, a lot of fun mingling with, you know, the cigar celebrities, if, as it were. Um, and I, I really, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed it. I thought the, there were so many things that you could do that take part in And I still didn't get to do one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to get my hair cut. Um, I didn't
0: even get. That. Yeah, I, same with Lazona Palooza. I still never got a haircut at Lazona Palooza.
1: That was one of the best. That was probably the best haircut I've ever had in my life.
0: Yeah, you, you got the. Go remember that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Eric, Eric's barber was fantastic. That was really. Yeah, annoying. I mean he's that's had. Yeah, really nice still did. have gone. Yeah. Um. So I thought. Um. I so Drew Estate tested out their new activation stations. I thought that I thought that really went well. Wow. Thought, uh, yeah i was really i was really impressed by it because it was really it was really interactive in but it was simple like again kind of like just you're joking around about your like your contests and stuff like you know Every, yeah. trying to make it easy but it it, it was easy it, but it was fun at the same time so for for those people who weren't there so uh drew estate um and hoya had two very similar kind of activation stations and the idea was getting getting a cigar a hoya cigar or a drew Estate cigar you know, we, we went to the Hoya de Nicaragua booth first, and it was very simple. You shot craps, two giant dice. Yep. You roll it, and how it worked is whatever number you rolled, it corresponded with the cigar onto the table uh, to the left uh, of Daniel. Daniel Barrios was manning, yep. the, manning the the craps station. And uh, really great stuff. Um, I, you know, I looked at the cigars first, and I was like, well, it doesn't matter what I roll. I'm going to enjoy any of those cigars. So this is really great. So, uh, so we, we were hanging out, we hung out with Bo, uh, Zyritsky, the whole yep. event. Yep. Uh, oh, great.
0: hanging out with Bo. Uh, Bo yeah. Great. It
1: was so awesome. Bo's, Bo's awesome,
0: people. man. Yeah. He was worried. So, He's like, Well, you guys may be busy. I said, guys, we're not, we're, we're here to really enjoy it and support Abe. So come along and hang out with us is what we said. Yeah. Same. So yeah, Bo was awesome.
1: So I think he rolled first, right? Or did you? It was one of y'all who rolled first.
0: I don't remember who rolled first. You rolled last. I know that.
1: I rolled last. Yeah. So you so so Bo, I think Bo went first. And he got no, he didn't. You did. I and went you for, got okay. yeah, and you got the
0: uh I got the I got the cinco de fundador. Cinco
1: decades, man. I and could have been happier. That was the one I wanted. So yeah, you rolled a seven. Uh Bo uh I think rolled a nine and he got the uh numero uno El Premier. Yep. So great cigar. As well. Uh I I rolled an eight and I got uh Cabinetta. Which is a great so, cigar, but
0: Cabinet is a great cigar. cigar.
1: I wouldn't like, be happy I didn't, with any I of the like, It's not like I paid for the roll or anything like that. So like if I had risked like you know twenty dollars to, to and I got a cabinet, I probably would have yeah. felt differently. But I was rolling for a cigar and I got the cabinet. Yep. Um good cigar. I had I hadn't had it probably in a couple of years, and so it was really nice to yeah. write that up and smoke it. It was nice.
0: No, it was great. Yeah, no, it was good. And then the other one was the dartboard, right?
1: Right at-, at Drew State, so you got a dart, you got a dartboard, and then based on where your dart fell, again corresponded with what cigar yeah. you got. So.
0: Yeah, An was working uh, at booth.
1: <laughs> so I got a Norteno. Uh, what did you get, Coop?
0: I got the uh, the Brazilian Maduro. Right. I don't remember what Bo got. I don't remember I don't what Bo, remember Bo got. I don't remember right. more guy either, but yeah, I was happy. I mean, that's my one of my favorite Herrera Estelí. So, um, and I and I I I hope that's the I hope you know what I hope companies copy that. I really do. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. simple.
1: Can you can, coop? Okay, so we do a lot of we do a lot yeah. of bitching and moaning about events, dude. About the reps going into a shop, yeah. setting up the table, stacking the cigar boxes, and we do a lot of complaining hey, about this. But- Man, th- how easy would it be to lay down, you know, and you don't have to get obnoxious with the big ass dice yeah. and the long board. How easy would it be to, um, to do like a shuffle board or a cornhole toss or a craps table or a dart board? It would be so much fun, and people would, you know, I mean, you can bust each other's balls. We're like, oh, you rolled this, look what yeah. you've got, and I mean, it, it would be so much fun. It was brilliant, I, yeah. I. You know, and I
0: think True State's going to take this activation concept to the barn smokers. Uh, And so I think you'll see more. I think they were planning this for a while. Um, Yeah, it just seems, you know, we bust on. Look, there's nothing that drives me crazy more. I'm sorry to the reps out there. I know you put a lot of work into making that tablecloth look nice with the boxes. It it is what it is, you know. It's hard to get excited about tablecloths with boxes.
1: You know what this does? This takes the wheel to yeah. a different To a different level,
0: yeah. It's yeah. more
1: interactive. It's more interactive. It's fun. It bring. It's more. Communal. It didn't have a.
0: It didn't have a. How can I put it? It didn't have a salesy component to it, right? Yeah. Um Now there are other people you go around to their booze, and the personality can kind of make the experience different. So like Nick Perdomo, Carlito, uh, McAuliffe, you know, and a lot. I think ninety five percent of the booze. They brought that type of experience, but um, you know, Jewish State didn't have Jonathan there. They didn't have Willie there. They had Daniel and Anna, great people. But guess what? These were like must-go-to booze that you went to.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And oh, Jewish State had the traditional booze. They had the uh, the underground tens they were given out.
1: Yeah, underground tens from like- under- like- Maduro. I forget now. Was it underground? They had the underground. Yeah, they had the underground yeah. tens. giving away underground yeah. tens.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it was a good job. I mean, so I guess like these were these were cool. These were cool to go to these booths, and I think you could have went as many times as you want to. Just so you know, we didn't do that because they weren't taking tickets at those booths. If you noticed,
1: uh, no, they weren't. You're right.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we, we were, you know, we were good stewards there. You know. Yeah, we uh, only went once. Yeah, we only went once. Um, so and I was interesting because there were no lines at those booths. The lines were in the the pit, right, where all the traditional, you know, the tablecloths with the cigars on it were. That's where all the lines are. we go to the, no one's at the Hoya booth I'm like well, what's you know it was like we were
1: looking to booth to go first we went to the Hoya booths I'm like no one's there yeah no it was it, it was a it was a really cool concept really enjoyed that um I I mean I thought um, we we got to sample some of the food um, which was incredible um, I I thought they should have put the Hawaiian feel with that mortar yeah so that that was gonna lead you into yeah into one of one of your complaints?
0: The quality is so. good. The quality, look, that quality food is excellent, right? And I know the VIP is a higher level, but the, that chili was awesome. That that or that Asian food was good. The there Polynesian
1: was, stir fry, man, was the was the, the best Polynesian, thing I tasted. It was so yeah. good. I went back. I went back for thirds. It was. Well, so good. I would have <laughs> had a little more Hawaiian theme with that.
0: I mean, that was the one thing I think uh, you got to carry. The, that was the one thing I. Would, that's one of the two things I had with Abe on, on that was that um you know so i know i know it's hard when you have that many people so when you're planning this i know it's tough so mm-hmm. um but and it's a minor thing because the food was w- that chili was awesome so uh i mean it was just the all, all the food was, was very good so but yeah that was the one thing i would have incorporated that theme in there.
1: that chili had a very unique flavor to it
0: it wasn't you go the first of all, it's not Texas chili. I'm like it wasn't have- Texas
1: chili. <laughs> it's not Texas, it's a luau. I, look, you, got, if this- you, you gave you gave me shit about that. I was like, dude, look, I just don't I, call it if, chili. That's if, all. It's if, good. If
0: it hey, look, if they do Lone Star theme, right, and they have that chili you have an argument. There okay. you go. There <laughs> all you go. right, I'll
1: give you that. Yeah. Look, I already got I already got Abe's theme for that. You can call it the you know, the last shootout, man. You know, and yeah, just I, have te- Texas theme barbecue. They're doing Mardi right Gras you- next year. So they got to have two, Abe, you got to have jambalaya and gumbo.
0: I mean, you got to gotta have, have beignets, man. Beignets, beignets. You gotta, Yeah. Now, now, the interesting thing, we, we weren't at the Red Meat Lovers Club dinner, right? And I was on the air with Abe on Saturday. And I think they got wait. I think the opposite. They did a luau theme for that, right? They did more of a luau theme with that. And I think Abe said, you know, for that dinner, I think he wants to go back to the red meat. You know the steaks and the and the. And the I, know. I
1: wasn't. I wasn't there. Listen, I love a good pig roast, just like anybody else. Yeah. I love full pig roast. I love. I love pork. I love. I'm sure it
0: know, was. I'm sure it was over the top too. Was over the a, top and delicious.
1: Um, yeah. but. But I couldn't I, get I did find it comical. I did chuckle to myself when I was told that the red Le- red meat lovers club dinner was a pig roast. So I'm we'll,
0: telling you, I guarantee. Those you of y'all keeping score, remember, I, I, pig I, I, is not red meat. So just just put it, it out there. It's white. It's the other white meat. meat. <laughs> it's the other white meat. By the way, the pig roast I'm I had delicious. down in the DR with Carl at Fuente and then at Lito's. Oh my goodness! That's all I'm gonna say. They were epic. <laughs> so, so I'm sure that that pig roast was right up there with with that. So yeah, I think that's the one thing, and that's the one thing. And I don't know again. I hate even saying it because Abe did so many things right. That's I feel like I'm nitpicking with that, but I think it would have been cool.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, I think I think it's a nit. I don't think it's anything like I don't think people were sitting there complaining and thinking about that. Drips. So uh, so one of the things that we really didn't really partake in just because I know you're you're not a big drinker uh, and everything. Now, I did grab I did grab a a, a glass of the tequila that they one of the tequilas oh, yeah. they were well, giving my, away you guys home
0: safe my to get you home safe so no 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 yeah yeah and, yeah it's
1: yeah. their own man it's all yep. good yeah but that was that was one component that we didn't really get like a full like hey like the experience but i can tell you man it was it was they had a wide variety of wide variety of adult beverages everything from twisted tea to you know high dollar high dollar whiskey i mean it was pretty yeah, pretty f- fantastic. So yeah, and anyway, I've, um, I've
0: partaken in some of those because uh, there were years I didn't have a car or had someone else driving. So they, they're excellent, by the way. Uh, they they do a great job with those tastings. Uh, you certainly uh, could get your fill with that, uh, which is really good. I just think I just think one thing, and Jay was mentioning like big smoke, right? And, you know, he's mentioned we, we all haven't been to Rocky Mountain and Queen Jay. But, you know, the big smoke is basically that, you know, that they called that area the pit where all the manufacturers were. That's pretty much the big smoke. And then they throw some seminars in there. Right. But I, I think there was more of a, you know, you look at this interactive experience that, you know, it was, um, you know, it was. I like I said, it was just a very interactive experience. You, had, you mentioned the activation stations. You mentioned um, the uh, the spirits. Um, there were other vendors. There were very, a lot of other vendors that Abe has let in there too. Um, I thought it was much. You know, like I said, there's you can have you can go with that whole. I actually think they need to make this a five hour event. I mean, fuck the getting the VIPs in early, right? I'm sorry, Abe. Maybe I'll make that third thing. Don't let the just give the VIPs their VIP access to the food, but let everyone in there. Uh, because like it's four hours is is it never is enough time to cover this.
1: It flew, it flew, it did fly by, I will say that. Um, it did fly it, by. But I didn't feel I it didn't feel unsatisfactory though. Like
2: no, I no,
0: I mean it. by any means, uh, it didn't. Um, so by no means, yeah, it was you know, we actually probably left there 40 minutes after 45 minutes after it closed. I mean, they were still serving coffee at Jewish State. Also had the coffee station, the
1: tobacco coffee station.
0: So, I mean, they were still serving coffee after the the, they were done. So, and people were breaking down.
1: Well, people were still getting their haircut. People were still getting massages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was all good. Um, You know, so the so. So going to back to the experience of where like the pit, like you said, where all the manufacturers were lined up where you can get your, your, you know, you hand in your ticket and you get your cigars and all the stations and everything. That was, I think that was a really unique experience too. Um, You know, even though we didn't necessarily make the entire rounds of it, I did. I mean, I got all the cigars, but like, you know, we, we, we talked, I should have gave both my
0: books, I just, you know, I didn't get to him, but uh, he could have got extras that way.
1: But they go a lot of the
0: manufacturers load us up with extras anyway, even when we're there. So. Mm
1: hmm. Well, it was it was a really cool experience that some of them like, you know, I really liked, um, you know, probably the, the new kid in town for from a smoke in it perspective where our, was our friends at McAuliffe. Right.
0: Um, I would say they were and the Ventura folks would be unless I'm leaving folks out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, no, I, yeah, I just met one of them. And, but my, my point is, is that like, it was really, really awesome th- to see like the, 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 I mean, the, almost the entire McAuliffe team is there. I, I had only yeah. met
0: Al and Andy. I had not met Amanda and Dan. So that was the in person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Dan and I talk probably weekly, uh, just cause we've become very good friends, but, uh, but yeah, I had not met Dan. And it, I think it was great that they came out, all came out there. And they were enthusiastic. It wasn't that they just were there. They were enthusiastic. And I don't know if you heard, Dan's going to, like, the plan is next year, Dan's bringing a cigar there. An event, on, like, a. it's going to be an event only preview cigar, it sounds like. He said this on KMA. So I'm not, like, uh, I'm not saying anything out of turn. Um, so, I mean, that's, they're coming back. I mean, that's, they're coming back. They had a very good, and, Dan, I think, had a little indifference to some of these events. Okay. Because Dan and I have talked, and I don't think I'm talking out of school here. I, I did, he wasn't, it wasn't that he didn't like him. I, he wasn't sure if it was right for McAuliffe. And I think clearly they all felt that, you know, the experience was was well worth it, you know, coming out of there.
1: You know, it was, it was great. Um, you know, it was great seeing, you know, Tom and Christian from Iroa and Asylum. We spent yeah. some time over there. Uh, Blood Road yeah, and uh,
0: uh, how about Carlito? Yeah, I, I so, talked about this, talk I know, and I know talked about this on other shows. Carlito kind of came in there to surprise Abe, but Abe found out. Uh, he told me it's hard to keep a secret from Abe, right? Um, but Carlito, did you see how long he like he, he made sure he, he was there after the, the, the thing was over? Mm-hmm. And he made sure he, he was, he wanted to make sure he talked to every person who was waiting to talk to him.
1: He talked to every person. He shook every hand. I mean, we, oh,
0: is... we waited online and I thought, you know, I had just seen him, but I felt like, well, I got to say hi to him. So We waited online and uh, yeah, it was, by the way, I got to get that picture you took of us.
1: Oh, but, I'll get it to you.
0: Okay. Yeah. I forgot. I meant to tell you, but yeah, I mean, it was, and I just spent, look, I spent two days with Carlito in the DR. I said two full days with Carlito in the DR. So. I didn't want to take a lot of time up there, but I, I felt, you know, I had to say hello to him and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and a lot of people had never met Carlito before. You gotta remember, I, you know, Carlito. I never met him. Oh, I had never
1: met him in person. I, you know, I had just interviewed him for my 200th uh, take and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I had never, I had never met him. My first, person, imp- so. I had
0: met him at a baggage,
1: the baggage carousel a
0: couple of years ago in Miami, but he didn't know who <laughs> I was. Right. He says, that he, said, he says, oh, I shouldn't, but, but, so, but we really got to know each other since then. You know, obviously, we've had him, and, and I spent two days with the guy, and I just tell you, this guy's genuine. Um, and and what is what a great uh, I consider him a friend right now. I mean, we do, you know. Um, but I but a lot of people don't get access to Carlito, right? And this was well, that's a, what I was just
1: about to say. What yeah. a great experience for you know. George Fardon does some events, but but Carlito doesn't do a lot of events.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, what what a what a great experience for. You know, you know, in a lot of ways, Coop, we're, we're very lucky. We, we're um, spoiled. Get, we
0: really are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I consider myself incredibly fortunate. I say this every week on my show. Yeah. I, I get to have conversations with um, some of the most interesting people in this industry. And I get to ask them any question that I've ever dreamed of or ever wanted to. And it's I mean, it's it's truly a privilege. And so, like, you know, I always start my show like that. It, you know, it's, it's my yeah. you know, my my pleasure privilege um you know i'm so proud to to be able to do that and (laughs) i'm very very lucky and i recognize that and so from that perspective of seeing that line of 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 layman consumers you know um you know men women people of all ages backgrounds and they were just waiting in line to talk to this giant of the industry and you could see there were two things that might take away from that it was like one what a great experience for all those people to be able to shake the hand of of an icon right yeah and but two it really it really it really in a in a picture right in an image it really captured the beauty of this industry of how this man and his family cynthia his father all the folks that have built that brand have really touched so many people and have impacted well, uh, so many people. Yeah, it, in one image that was captured At with that. the line and everything, and it and the fact that he stayed there the whole time, it was just and, it was it was and, it was and there was the no one
0: thing. complaining about waiting on line. That was the like that was the magic of that whole thing. Like like and really no one complained about the big line in the pit to begin with, right? There were some people we didn't wait on it, right? Uh, we we kind of mingled instead, and then we went later. But but no one was wait, complaining about waiting for Carlito, and no one felt like they got shortchanged on. I mean, I, I thought it was like you said. I think you, you just said it beautifully. Um, so that that was a big deal. That was a very big deal, and I thought it was a beautiful thing to say. Um, and, and hey, look, I'm gonna say there were a lot of other people that took the time to talk to everybody. Espinosa's. You know, you had Hector, even Hector was talking to people, which was good, right? Uh, you you mentioned McAuliffe, um, uh, Oscar Valadares, right? You know, and I'm leaving people out, like, there was no one, there there was one person that didn't want to be there, um, but I'm not going to name who it was, and it wasn't a celebrity, it was a rep. Would you agree? There was one person who clearly didn't want to be there, yes, yeah, um, but it wasn't a a celebrity, it was, and I'm not going to say who it was, so.
1: But you know, like, so talking, so flip, flip this, right. You know, so we're talking about Carlito for a second and like, you know, but you know who was drawing a real crowd. And I was really excited to see that because I've, 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 I'm a really big fan of his and I really like his cigars and I've always liked his approach and I love his story too. And so it was really great. He had a, he had a huge crowd. I didn't get to talk to him actually after, until after the event and we saw each other at a Caribbean and that was Sebastian from Cavalier. Yeah. Sebastian had had a bunch of people always around him people he was sharing I'm sure his story his scores yeah. um and that was kind of that was really exciting for me to see that because I really you know I I, I, I love
0: watching what he's doing yeah and he you know and I got the will I really got to meet Brian Mottola, who who's now a partner mm-hmm. uh, he was there as well and I you know you you had known Brian better than I did um and and wow I mean we just uh it was, yeah, I know we have some shows we're going to be planning with these guys, too, um, in the future. And it's, uh, yeah, what, a, I mean, I just, I, I think everything's going in Sebastian's direction right now. He had, he had to get his distribution. That was the hardest thing. I told Brian that. And now they got the factory. But now you got two guys who are great personalities, you know, Sebastian yeah. and Brian. Um, mm. I think they have a very bright future. And, and it was great to see how everyone really appreciated interacting with those guys. Um,
1: oh absolutely
0: yeah um, and Nick, so- hey look Nick was there too we can't say Nick was awesome to us for we spent a lot of time with Nick and Janine and
1: <laughs> totally read my totally read my mind um, yeah so I, I, I was I was meaning to share this on, on my interview with Carlito but it, it, it's, it, it's worth mentioning because yeah. of the conversation that we had with Nick there's there's three there, there's several people that I love listening to in this industry but there's three people that I could probably listen to them tell the same story mm-hmm. thousands of times and I'll never get sick of it. And that's Carlitos one um, Manola yep. Casado is the other. Yep. And the third is Nick Perdomo. Um, and I love, I love listening to uh, Nick tell his, his family stories, the life lessons that his father taught him. Yep. And I love hearing him talk about this, as is, is weird as it sounds, I love hearing him talk about the same things and he doesn't do it in like intentionally, like, like yeah. the way your grandfather does about like, did I ever tell you about the time? No, he's not like that. It's, oh. it, it it's relevant. Yeah, it, It's, it's, it, it, he comes back to some things because it's what built his company and made him, yeah. you know, made him what he is today. But he always, he always has something relevant to say. Uh, for whatever the moment calls for. And we were having a, we were actually having a very personal conversation with him about, about a couple of things in particular. And the, he, the, the things that he shared and he shared it with us a few times, you know, it it just, you learn something new from him. Every time he tells the same story, you still learn something new. new. Yeah. And I
0: agree. Uh, And that's why I'm so excited. We have him coming back on in April and uh, it was a, you know, it was kind of you know he was like you read when I said we gotta get back. Said, you read my mind and we actually worked out some dates and everything, uh, which was which was one. Wonder- and, and by the way, Janine was there, mm-hmm. uh, who I, I've gotten to know Janine and Arthur Kemper, another Arthur. guy. I think Arthur is is really one of the unsung heroes in the cigar industry. Uh, he's an exceptional person and he's really sharp and he's, he knows this business well. Um, so it was really good to see all those. And, uh, like I said, we talked about some personal stuff too, uh, which was, which was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, you, you commented about the cigar he was giving out.
1: Yeah. I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, the other cigars that were being handed out, there were some really great ones, you know, it was really cool that, um, like McAuliffe and, uh, Aganorsa Terrence handed out, or were handing out brand new cigars to the market.
0: By the way, Terrence did give me a a Cerberus, even though I got gypped. But the Cerberus, they were giving out,
1: yeah. Yes. Um, Sorry, I didn't get you one Coop. Okay. That's okay. Um, Terrence took care of me uh, at the dojo house, so yeah. um, And, but I thought it was, I thought it was really neat of those two companies in particular that, like, it was, they were brand new cigars and they were kind of bringing it to it. Yep. Um, And, uh, but it was in what I, when I commented like later that night when we were back at our hotel and I was like looking at the cigars that were being handed out and I had several comments about it and we talked about it back and forth. I said, I said, you know, there are a couple companies here that did that actually took a really interesting approach. And one of those was Perdomo, right? Yeah. Perdomo hands out the Perdomo Habano Connecticut uh, bourbon barrel age. Right. So Mm -hmm. not the double age, which is my favorite thing that he makes,
2: but Mm
1: -hmm. what a very great choice to do, And
0: I said, when you said that, I'm like, bingo. Yeah. Uh, And that's not, you know, that's, that's one of their premium lines too. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's,
1: it's, it's one of their most popular. uh, I mean, like they they could have gone, they could have gone champagne. They could have done it that way. Right. But I thought this, what I thought my comment about this was one, what a great introductory cigar for the very few of the great smoke attendees that have never heard of Perdomo or maybe haven't smoked Perdomo. What a great introduction to the brand. And we gotta keep mind a lot of
0: people may not have smoked Perdomo. That's an important, you know, we we take it for granted, but yes.
1: But here's the here's the part about it. What a great introduction to the process that Nick does. Nick's very known for aging their tobacco leaves in bourbon barrels. And yeah. um, he's he was one of the very first, if not the first, to do it. The way that he does yeah.
0: it. And yeah. And it's
1: it's a very it's a very unique process and so it introduces the consumer into that world that Nick loves to talk about so much Nick one of Nick's favorite things to do is educate people on the process of what yeah. they do and what yeah. makes perdomo cigars perdomo cigars and I thought it was I thought it was a very strategic choice uh I'm quite certain it was intentional I'll I'll ask him this when we have him on because I thought it was I thought it was yeah. that was perfectly appropriate. I thought it was it was it was a great choice. Yeah.
2: Um
1: and it wasn't, I mean it wasn't uh it wasn't flashy, but Perdomo isn't flashy. Nick's Nick's suits are always looking good, but yeah that but that's that's not their bag. That's no. not their that's not their thing. And and I thought it was very intentional. I thought it was very good choice. And I was like, this is and again again something else that was very intentional is when they hand it to you they hand it to you in a bag yes they want it uh, to stand out mm-hmm. and it also forces you to have it almost forces you to have the conversation with them i thought it was beautiful right? yeah
0: I, I agree really, really cool and, and, and man nick was like was like one of the things he said, i'm like real excited to meet consumers here you know um you know he's always been great at events and that's how he always is at events but you know he was you know there are other companies that could have easily, you know, and he could have easily sent a rep, you know, he, 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 didn't, you know, he brought, he had his brother there too. Uh, Billy, who's, I think he is the South Florida runs the South yeah, Florida. Uh, I met him I, too, that's the first time I met Billy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it was exactly what you said. Uh, I agree. I think that does. And I, he wanted to have that conversation with people, you know, he wanted that conversation, which I think was, 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 was wonderful.
1: I um, I got to talk to Mr. Newman at the J.C. Newman booth. Well, you that did. Very, you did. I said, I said, I, I said, I know. I. Um, the first thing he did, I was wearing my Boston Red Sox hat. So the first thing he commented, he's like, so I'm a race fan. I was like, yeah, um, I was like, well, I'm a Boston fan. And I was like, <laughs> so we had a, we had a nice little exchange about it. And, uh, but we talked about baseball and about his son, Drew. So um yep you know and uh he he told the i that was really it was really great i mean you could you know for um you know from you know we're standing in the middle of a cigar event and here's a man i mean literally that's i mean because that's what eric newman is here's a man beaming about his son his adult son the way that we, the way that you talk about your voice, the way I talk about my voice, he's still talking about his yeah. boy who's an adult yeah. who now yeah. is a father of his own. And he's talking about, and he tells me the story that I, I think is pretty well documented, but he tells me the story about how back in when Drew was 13 or 14 years old, he goes to his dad, he says, hey, dad, um, we need a website. You know, and this is in the 90s, right? Yep. So like, you no. Know, and Eric's comment was, what's a website? <laughs> and and Drew Newman built JC Newman's first website.
0: Yep. That's uh
1: at 13 or 14 years old. That is a true story. Yep. And tied tied in the whole cigar family charitable foundation bit into it. And I mean, and he to this day, I mean, here we are 20 years later, and he's still talking about it with such pride. And it was it was a really nice moment. It was a really nice moment. I really enjoyed it. I, uh, agree. A bit. I agree. I so, agree. Another moment that I thought was really interesting you know there's a lot going on as we talked about the great smoke um, and and Michael Herklotz did it what well, we can talk a little bit more about about the job the incredible job that he did um, but the moment that froze the event if, and I took the moment I don't know if you did I took the moment to look around the room his interview with Steve Saka on the stage halted the event. There were so many people inside the VIP section that were sitting close to the stage, outside standing. Everybody was glued to the stage and listened to those two men go at it and talk. And it was, it was such an incredible, personable, personal interview, very short. And it was a moment that like, froze the event i mean they um they paid tribute michael paid tribute to uh you know steve's veteran service yep and they acknowledged the veterans steve talked a little about that part of his life which we haven't heard him talk a lot about either yeah i i had the privilege of having him open up a little bit about it in one of my interviews with him that's right yes but but he's he doesn't talk a lot about it um Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. And, and, and I think it's, you know, you know, for all the, for all the blustering that Steve does sometimes, uh, you know, and the, the self uh, the self-deprecation that he always submits himself to, that's always something that he's been very humble about. Um, And yeah. And has kept to himself. And I think it was, it was a really, I think it was a real shining moment for people to understand that, you know, here's a very accomplished man in this industry that his first job as an adult was, was serving this country. Yep. And, and for Michael, who is not a veteran yeah. um, to recognize the moment and to acknowledge the veterans in the room. And there were several uh, dozen, which was beautiful to see and to, to, and it, it as everyone who watches this show knows um, you know, I'm a, I'm a son of a veteran. It's a very, very important issue for me. Veterans issues is yep. a very important issue for me. Uh, it's something I'm very passionate about. Um, and so for me, that was that was one of the most beautiful moments of the whole show. Of the well, whole event.
0: you got to look at the personalities who were in there, too. Um, not taking anything away from what was talked about. You know, that's a you know, you've got two of the most popular guys in the cigar industry right now. On a stage, you know, have a conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, so, I mean, th- these guys are red hot right now. They they they. They don't do anything wrong, you know? Right. So, uh, you know, I thought it was a good job. By the way, if you haven't watched the virtual piece, be sure to watch it. Um, you'll get a whole, here's the thing there. I watched it. I listened to it driving back from Miami and I have watched it since and it's going to give you another perspective of the event.
1: Awesome. Yeah, i need to I need to wrap it up. So I want to talk more. I want to talk more about Michael Herklotz um, at this event uh, here in a minute. But I would like to, if it's all right with you, I'd like to turn back to the cigar and. Yeah, um, I think what I was going to I'm, say. Why don't we do I'm, that? I'm, yeah, because we're I'm past I'm the halfway mid- point here. I'm
0: at the midway point. Um, I could just tell you my experience with this. Much better. The flavors are just more. Uh, they're pronounced a little more. They're uh they're working a little more in a symphony right now. Um. So it's much more balanced. There was, you know, any of the harshness is gone. I think this is, um, my burn is not perfect, but this is, again, it's kind of how it's been the whole way through. Um,
1: I'm enjoying this a lot more now with some age on it. Yeah, I've been puffing on mine a lot more than yours. I'm well past the halfway point. Um, This cigar has married incredibly well. It is uh, superior to our first experience with it. There's no doubt about it. Um,
0: we went about the, eight months too with the age. So it's, we got to know that. I don't know how it would have been at six, but at eight. Yeah.
1: Uh, the, the strength is very subtle, but it's there. Like I have imagined if I stood up right now, I would probably feel it a little bit, um, but it's not as powerful as some of the other rituals, as we mentioned. Before. I think this, I think, uh, scoop, I'm gonna go out on limb here. I think this is the most balanced experience I've had with this blend. Oh, with this with this blend, I
0: I can see why you're saying that. Do I like it better than the Robusto? No. well, no, I'll agree with that. I'm just saying the most balanced experience. It, but it's very balanced right now. I mean, that's where this wasn't the case a few months. Again, a smokable cigar, a cigar I would smoke. I smoked a lot of them, but but wow, these are ones that you want to put some away in the humidor. If they're, you know, again, we got those, the first shipment. Like we got those with the first shipment, we we got our hands on these cigars. Um, yeah, I, I I agree. I think it's I think it's it's a sweet spot right now, and I'm even gonna say this: this is this could be another Vitola that I think could contend for the coupe
1: List right now. So some of yeah. the flavors that I'm getting off of it. That sweetness it really kind of cuts the palate on the finish. Totally.
0: Yep, I agree.
1: More the mouthfeel, the mouth feel is a medium finish. It doesn't linger on the palate too long. The retro hail is a different story. The spiciness, the pepper. is totally get pepper mi- on a, the pepper is a little more pronounced on the retro hail now. The minerality for me is singing through this on the retro man. It is. Yeah, really yeah. There. It's
0: it's it's there with the pepper.
1: Um, mm-hmm. you know, Ben talked a lot about
0: when we retro hailing that. You can kind of retro at different levels. I think this is one you want to do a lighter retro on, and mm-hmm. it's. Really, I don't think you want to do a
1: heavy retro on this thing. Actually, let's do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do a deep retro on this. I've been doing that more shorter one.
0: Well, because we're talking, That's yeah, yeah. But you'll see when you do the, like a half a retro into it, it's better. Because something you're go, you get a little go sting with the pepper. On a full retro, hell with this.
1: Damn. Yeah. Yeah, the deep retro really water the eyes a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. And if you like that, that's fine.
0: There's some people yeah. who like that. I think if you go to half, it's it, you're really going to get the
1: best of this cigar. Well, if you want a longer finish, do the deep retro. Holy smokes!
0: Yeah, there's some pepper on that thing. It's gonna water your eyes,
2: (laughs) Randy. Someone's gonna sneeze here. I feel like it. Uh,
0: Like Ben would. Ben doesn't like a lot of pepper on the retro ham.
1: Yeah, that's true. True.
0: Oh, Jay so, had a nice um, chat with Derek Newman too. That's good.
2: That was good, yeah.
1: Um, so if it's all right with you, Koop, I'll go back to what I was going to say about we were going to talk about Michael. Yeah, at the event. So, um, um, so I gained, I gained a during, so during COVID uh, and during quarantine when COVID first started, Michael did those interviews on Instagram, those Instagram live videos. Yeah, that he did. Um. And I gained, um, I've always had an appreciation for Michael's personality. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always loved interviews of him. Um, I think Michael has a very, 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 it's not so hidden anymore, but a very hidden talent ability for getting the most out of somebody's that he's talking to. Yeah. I think he's, you know, um, we'll we'll, we'll talk about, um, I'll talk in a moment. Uh, I was very humbled very few times about, my comment i received several comments about my interviewing style and we'll get into that in a second because that was very humbling for me but um but michael um, is someone that i've really appreciated um antoine Reed is another interviewer in this industry that i feel like gets gets a very he's very response good yeah out of out of out of his guests michael uh, it has a way about him that um he 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 instantly relaxes you like if you notice you know, I mean, and Steve is a perfect, Steve Sock is a perfect example of this. Steve, Steve will tell you that, you know, he, he feels like every time he does an interview, he feels like he does, he talks about the same stuff. And so that's why he, like, he really challenge he really challenges us as yeah. members of the media to really challenge him. And I, I take that personally. And I try to, I try to bring questions to the table and I try to challenge him uh, as the subject of an interview so that he, he, that he gets his muff, He's, he gets as much out of it as his responses always give he never disappoints in an interview and despite his despite his comments about his interviews um i people love it people love people love him and they love his response but uh, michael's interviewing style is gets the most out of people that he's talking to and i go back to the very first instagram live that he did it was unfortunately lost to the internet's uh it's shouldn't have done instagram and it was his interview with pete johnson yep and i yeah. i was i was i laughed i cried i was full I I was cheated i just took some soda by the way soda. by
0: accident yeah. got it i'm sorry it was, uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was such a great interview with pete um and it, it it was just a, it was a great moment, and he he has this way of capturing people, and it was it I mean he's 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 great he's absolutely terrific. He sported the Hawaiian shirt; I was really proud of him. He was yep. full he was in full Hawaiian regalia, so that was nice. Um, and uh, you know, he, like Carlito, he flew in um, moments before the before the great smoke kicked off uh, to do this event for Abe, and I think that says a lot about Abe yeah um, i think it's a, it's a, it does too so um so hats off to michael what a wonderful job yeah, did. i did not um,
0: get just you know i did not get a charter flight to come back from the dr i i had to go and do things the old fashioned like i had to do commercial but there were other people in the industry that were on that commercial flight so yeah, uh, that's, uh, even Nestor miranda was on that flight
1: but he was yeah, you, sat, you, you sat with him in first class right
0: no, I sat with him in the. I sat with him in the airport. We're going back. No, Nestor flies first class. I I actually gave him shit. I like I gave Jason Wood shit. I said, "Why doesn't Nestor have a private plane?" And Nestor's like the Cessna's being repaired. <laughs> <He> goes, <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I didn't mean to take you off. Yeah, so Michael, you know, the interesting thing is, I think they did a perfect amount of interviews. It was they did, I think six, maybe maybe 7 right but there wasn't a lot i thought like i i, I was worried that michael was going to be doing interviews the whole day right um but what they did is they they had um they had five featured they they had the five featured interviews i think they had carlito and one other um in there and uh and then they had paul and kim as the roving reporters i think they could have used a third roving reporter believe it or not
1: I think they would have gotten more coverage, uh, like but I thought yeah, they, they did they, a great job. They had
0: some they had some dead air during the, the virtual, which to be honest with you, I'm not gonna pick on them with that. Uh, there was some points where the dead air they actually had commercials, but there were other parts. It was, you know, I think and I think if you added a third person, you could just keep it going. But I think logistically it would have been a mistake to add the third person this year because this is the first time they were doing this concept. But Paul, Paul in particular, and Kim did a great job in the interviews, and so did Paul. But Paul's really good at that roving reporter role. Um, he excels in that. Paul DeGracco, who's the uh, KMA from KMA Radio. I know I'm not comfortable doing that. I'm more comfortable doing the studio interview, um, which is, you know, that's why I love that you do the interviews at PCA, right? Because I think you're better at that. There's a skill to do that. Uh, and it's a hard skill to do the on-the-spot interview. So, um, you know, hats off to you. But I want to give hats off to Paul and Kim who pulled that off wonderfully. Um, and uh, you know, they, I think they, I think they they did a terrific job. And that's what you'll get. I think when you watch the um, the video, you'll see more of the work that Paul and Kim did. I happen to see Paul do when, uh, a segment when I was in the car dealing with that. I, a, I was. I, that's another story. But I had to wait in the car for something and uh you had gone and got your ticket and uh I saw I happened to tune in and Paul did a great job. So because he was with the VIPs at the time.
1: No, I thought I, I um I'm more and more I'm I am I'm i am impressed by Kim Keeney. I think she's I think she's an exceptionally talented individual. Yeah, uh, I, think, she, I think she really excels in that she really excels in that role. Uh, I think she's yeah. I think she's got a future uh, I
0: I I agree. I mean, she's doing brokering right now, um, and I've heard good things about her. So, uh, but she was great in in that role. This is the second year she did it. It was the first year Paul did it. Paul's probably got more experience doing that, though. But Kim had a year of doing a great smoke already in that role, and I think her role was much tougher this year. Like they had an audience last year of like fifty people. You know, now you had um, you had like 10, maybe 20 times the amount of people. So so he did very well migrating to that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: No, absolutely. And I think like to your point about Paul, I thought Paul was Paul did an incredible job. Uh, It was really, really I was just really impressed by the whole production of it, uh, considering they had to pivot several times. Uh, during the planning phase Abe was Abe talked about that on a couple of shows leading up to the great smoke about how they had to pivot production a couple of times in a diff- couple of different ways and these three uh people like just flowed yeah. with it like it was and, it was and, it was, it was and awesome. michael
0: was tossing it to them like so you know this is this and they had a producer there i mean they had a real big time producer there to, to kind of manage all this but i, I can these uh, they did michael did this with no rehearsal again so keep that in mind mm-hmm. you know, he was he was down at pro cigar with me uh paul and kim may have had a little more time to kind of do some dry run but michael had to go in there cold yeah no yeah. absolutely yeah so uh you know it was um you know i i guess that i i had off. i mean there's the production i thought was excellent if 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 they 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 overcome challenges they it was a very good production I mean, the dead air is is such a minor thing. And I, I said, I would not have added a third person this year because I think it would have made it more complex. So they may want to do that next year. Uh, don't call me because I don't want to do it. So yeah. <laughs> you could do it. You'd be good at it. <laughs> I,
1: I mean, uh, if if Abe er, ever called upon me to do something for him, I would yeah. do everything. I, would, I Actually,
0: him. I would decline <laughs> it if I did. And I'm being serious because I'm not comfortable in that role. Uh, and I, I don't think I could have done what Michael did either. To be honest with you, so a lot of what Michael had to do was on the cuff too. So I give Michael a big, a big hands off on that. Uh, and you're right, um, we the, the, uh, the we didn't get to see the Guy Fieri interview because he he had to come in early because of um, the Soberia
1: Festival. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. But Michael did a great job with the Guy interview, and Guy had a very interesting reaction to this. I mean, a very positive reaction to this event. And again, I'd encourage folks to check out the video for that. Uh, It's early in the video, which is good. Um, And I think Michael did a great job with that. Uh, My hat's off. That was another great interview, too.
1: Yeah, I thought it was it was it's really great. at Some of these events that, you know, we've been to some PCAs where we have people from outside the industry and this is one of them, you know, um, and of course, guys now in the in, in the industry, you know, he's partnering with, yeah. uh, you know, Eric Espinosa and the Lizona factory to make the knuckle sandwich cigars. And um, that was another uh, brand that was uh, unveiled at the Great Smoke. So, again, hats off to the folks yeah, at Espinosa. They got
0: that. Uh, yeah, they got that done. Um, we had a chance to smoke those. Um, and uh, I think people going gave me for a treat with that cigar. Mm hmm.
1: So, um, but it was it was really great to see him really in, embrace uh, embrace this, this this industry, and he's taken he's taken some really really you know great leaps to do it. You my, know he, he was he was chewing on that his cigar at the uh, the NBA All Star Game, which was really cool. Yep. Uh, um, um, my only
0: question, and I'm going to be very transparent here: eighteen months from now, how much is Guy Fieri involved with Espinoza? I, and I, so quite. I think they have to build the knuckle sandwich line out. I think they hopefully they'll continue this as a brand under Espinosa and we'll see more cigars because I think it's going to be important. Um, the cigars, they have the cigar. It's a good cigar. Uh, and everyone's getting the, the Guy Fieri experience. But, you know, Guy's an entrepreneur and he does a lot of different things. So I hope that they can continue this. That That's the and I think it's a fair question. It's something I'm not. I've said it to Hector. Uh, and Jack on that, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about that. They're on the next show that we're doing. I'm sure uh, we'll be talking a lot more about that with them, and see how they're going to address some of the challenges with that.
1: Indeed. Yeah. Um, I think the last the last booth that I'll mention, um, and I we we spent some time there, and I I I, I always enjoy talking to this individual. Um, um, I think he he he's one of the young guns that's up and coming in this industry is very quietly uh taking his brand and his factory to really uh, really great heights and that's ram rodriguez of lrt it was
0: really good to see those, and kevin newman and stuff and yeah, yeah we uh, good point to mention those guys yeah
1: and and uh you know ram and the LRTista artista factory is doing some amazing cigars for other po- people in fact the cigar that uh that Hector Paz was giving out at the Miami booth was the Don Lino uh, uh, Dominican, the uh, Connecticut that uh, is made at El Artista. Um, at the Gurkha booth, they were giving away the cigar that they were. Uh, that I think that they're, that's the also the Reverend, made at, which is yeah. I like that cigar and I like that cigar. So it was it was great to see Ram there, and not only was he, uh, was he? They were talking about Buffalo Ten, which fantastic. Cigar. The only cigar uh, that's in a mazo that I like. I mean, the, the, <laughs> no,
0: credit, I do like cigars and mazo. I like that mazo because they found a way to market it and well. So yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I like, but I like all the cigars and mazo, but their mazo is the best mazo out there. I told Kevin that too, who's the marketing guy. <laughs> so
1: but it was really great to see those guys and spend some time with them. And uh it was really cool to see that you know. A lot of his cigars were around the room.
0: So Abe's really- Abe's very high on um Abe's
1: very high on those guys.
0: Um Abe's extremely impressed. Like he was blown away by Buffalo 10 Connecticut at the trade show. Um, you know, he has a role in Syndicato. So, you know, they did the Syndicato Artista, which I smoked and enjoyed a lot. So, um, and I you know, so
2: that was also uh, given out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have one of those as well. And uh, but I had smoked one. Uh, I had one. I think it might have come in the in the uh, in the um, Advent calendar. I think they had one of the first ones in there. Yeah, but uh, so Abe's high, you know. And Abe has a lot of guys come in, and I know he's very high on the new guys. He's high on obviously is McAuliffe, um Henderson, Ventura, and now you know uh, Ram. So uh, I, you know, I'm I'm excited for these guys too. Indeed, indeed,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, I think I mentioned this, but there were some people I did not get to talk to at 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 the event. Um, and I've kind of I think reached out to most of them. I hope if I miss, but, but I think folks, I was a little distracted at that event for some personal stuff. So, uh, it was a little tough for me that day. Uh, I apologize if I did not see you um it was i was a little distracted i'll just say that and you know hopefully put people on i mean everyone who i reached out to understood my situation so so uh thank you yeah all right so um you want to switch gears
1: yeah can we uh can we take a quick break while we do that
0: yeah i'll i'll do uh i'll do the read while you're there Sound good. All right. So again, uh, thanks everyone for tuning. First, I want to mention Aganorista Leaf to everybody. Um, we're going to have a new installment of the Aganorista Experience on cigar coop uh, in the next couple of days. Uh, you saw today, Terrence Riley uh, did a video on uh, the Lunatic line, uh, which is an offshoot of the JFR line, um, and it focuses on like a lot of like unusual shapes and sizes. Um, you know, they, they've done things like. You'll see an, uh, the eight x eighty Bellicoso they've done in the Lunatic line. Um, you know um, the Torch you know, has the has the shagged foot. They've done Perfectos. You know, um, so they so we're gonna give a little focus to that. Uh, but Terrence does a nice overview of talking about the uh, lo- the JFR Lunatic line, which is which is quietly becoming, I think, one of their monsters on on the line now. So we'll have a, stay tuned. You should see a new agonorsa leaf experience post. And you can always go to our sidebar on there and check out uh, agonorsa leaf um, on Cigar Coop. And of course, go uh, give a subscribe to the agonorsa leaf YouTube page, which again, you can access from the agonorsa leaf experience sidebar. Because Terrence has some really good videos. I actually met one of the guys who did the videos for them. Uh, It was some exceptional stuff. So check that out. Um, Okay. And I want to mention, of course, our friends at Michael's Tobacco. With just over a decade of ownership, Michael's Tobacco has become the premium tobacconist in the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area and cigar patrons the world over. With two convenient locations in Euless, just a quick jump at the DFW airport, and Keller, Texas, Michael's Tobacco stands as a beacon for the Texas cigar retailers. Michael's was the very first cigar line in the state of Texas to add a full bar to its ever growing accommodations. My proprietor, Mike Peacock, is a former IPCR board member and has now made Michael's a family affair by having his son Bob join the ownership source. Um, they have assembled, quote, the greatest SCAR team in the SCAR retail business, unquote, as well as build some of the finest relationships with the industry's most respected individuals. They have a staff that has collectively boasts over 100 years combined industry experience. Together, they have brought a true and blessed mainstay for their respective communities. Whether you're celebrating an anniversary, birthday, hole on one or just the desire to relax, Michael's Tobacco will have the perfect SCAR waiting with an exquisite beverage pairing and lively conversation. Visit Michaelstobacco.com for more details and a calendar of upcoming events. Michael's Tobacco, not just a cigar shop, but the perfect blend of Texas hospitality and the days of yore. So, as um, what I'm going to do is uh, when Bear comes back, I want to mention some programming notes, and we got a lot of stuff coming up, guys. Um, and I'm going to rerun the contest uh, for folks who may have missed it as well. But um, we have shows tomorrow and Thursday. So tomorrow, Smoking Syndicate Ben Lee and I are gonna do another installment of the Casada Corner. Uh we are gonna smoke the Casada 1974 Toro. So uh, that will be at 9:30. Uh that will be on the Smoking Syndicate YouTube channel. So you'll want to go and check that one out. Uh that's gonna be a, that's a fun smoke to have. Um, and uh, Ben and I haven't done a Casada Corner in 2022 yet. We, uh but we're gonna be getting one going now. Uh, also on Thursday, uh, we will have on primetime episode 222, uh, Tony Bilotto, uh, who made news of Bilotto Premium Cigars. Uh, you know, he's a big part of the Lost and Found. I think Lost and Found has gone through a lot of changes in the last couple of years. And I'm excited to talk to Tony about that. Bilotto Premium Cigars and, of course, his own brand, La Barber. So uh, you'll want to tune in for Thursday. Next week, um, there won't be any shows. The following, I'm going to be traveling uh, a good chunk of next week. That's why we're putting a bunch in this week, and um, we will have primetime jukebox on um, at the end of next week, or actually the beginning of the following week. So, so next week there will be no shows, but we are at the meantime um, going forward with um, you know a bunch of shows this week. All right, so let's kind of go one more time. Let's kind of get into the contest here. Uh, If you haven't gotten in it right now, um, we are giving away a Monte Cristo Espada gift set. All right, it includes the beanie hat, the copper mug, uh, a packet of hot cocoa and rum chata to make a a really good hot chocolate drink, the sandalwood tobacco candle, and the, the Monte Cristo Espada letter opener. Um, all you got to do is you got to tell me the name, okay, of the factory that makes the Monte Cristo Espada. Hint, hint, you can go to CigarCoop.com and uh, look it up. Um, you put that in the live stream chat on the Cigar Coop page with the hashtag Monte Cristo. With that factory name and hashtag Monte Cristo. One entry, guys. Uh, don't leave two because I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to know which one was your right answer. And uh, because the timeline of this thing is, is tricky. So one answer, please. Um, and uh, get that hashtag right, Montecristo.com. I'll pick a winner at random. And um, we will go uh, from there. So if you kind of tuned in late, you have a chance to get back in the contest here. And that will be the last time I mention the contest tonight. All right. Bear is back here. Welcome back, Bear. He's still on mute. There he is.
1: <laughs> All right, sick.
0: Yeah. Um. Why don't we want to do one must go? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, uh, this is always one of our fun segments that we do here. Uh, this is one must go, sponsored by United Cigars. United we spoke, but one must go, brought to you by United Cigars, featuring Adi Hanavana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garafalo, and the highly acclaimed and Byron. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United. All right, this is an easy one tonight. Um, but, you know, I, I did a lot of eating on this uh, couple of weeks, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I came up with the idea of all-you-can-eat buffets, which, you know, I've kind of got – I tried to get away from them as much as possible with, with COVID – But I kind of got back to them, I guess, a little in the DR. It was hard not to, right? Um, But I was thinking about buffets, right? And I have three types of buffet that I came up with. And I think they're all good buffets. But if you have to get rid of one of them, one must go. So here are your choices. All right? And you can play along here as well. The first is all-you-can-eat genuine Texas barbecue. Like brisket, you know, the, the, you know, that all you can eat Texas style barbecue. I don't I don't want to say barbecue. heavy, heavy, on,
1: heavy on the cow, guys. Heavy on the cow. heavy
0: on the cow. Right. Because, again, I could say barbecue and then it's going to open Pandora's box. Right. We're talking <laughs> Texas barbecue here because bears from Texas and I do like Texas barbecue the best. All right. The second is all you can eat seafood buffet. Now, I'm talking like um I'm talking like to the to the. Uh, the high-end
1: uh, seafood buffet. Yeah. King crab legs. King crayon, crab legs, lobster. Prawns.
0: Yeah. Prawns. Um, if you want to for paella in there, I'll count that. Calamari, you know, fruit of the... Whatever. I mean, I'm talking the best of the best here, right? I'm not talking fish sticks, okay? But, you know, <laughs> seafood buffet is the... No Vandy
1: Camps? One. No Vandy Camps fried fish sticks? No, no. Buffet. There's
0: <laughs> no fried fish sticks in this, in this buffet. Uh, but this is high-end seafood buffet. And the third one is, uh, and my wife came up with the third one, right? Because I was having trouble with doing a third one that I felt was going to be good. And she came up with the all you can eat dessert buffet. So you, and there was actually a really good one at Pro Cigar, right? Uh, They had set up. Um, So, you know, and that's, I'm talking again, really good stuff. Like I'm not talking uh, cookies, you know, but I'm not talking cookies, but I'm talking cakes, cupcakes. Uh, pastries, uh, flan. I mean, again, to the teas. All these buffets are to the teas. Bananas Foster. Bananas flan Foster. Yeah, no. Bay, yeah. Souffles. Yeah, the good yeah. stuff. Crème brûlée. You know, if you're into that. Um. So, um, one of those has to go. fair do pussy. Which one goes? Now, I'm gonna say this as an exception. I know you with the dessert buffet, let's assume there's enough stuff for you minus the chocolate. You know what I mean? I know that you can't have. So, so let's take that out. Let's assume there's a ton of stuff that you can have there. Which one of these three go.
1: So there's a commentary in itself. So I've, I, my wife will absolutely tell you, I often lament and we talk about this uh, on considerable occasions about how, um, Going to a restaurant and having that full four course experience with dessert is very difficult for me um, because at restaurants in America, it's seemingly impossible to have uh, a dessert or dessert options um, that aren't made with chocolate um which is fine for you know 99.9 of the population but for me it kind of sucks so there's always the standard like new york cheesecake and right right things like that right so but to your point there's a there is going to be options for me on this uh, on this yeah. uh, particular buffet yeah. so that's so that's nice to know which means i can have my creme brulee i can have my carrot cake yep. um i can have my i can have my cheesecakes my apple pie good stuff like so it sounds so it sounds enticing um the first of all, I will be the first to tell you on barbecue. I will eat uh I will eat any all you can eat barbecue from any region. I am a barbecue fan from all over the place. Right. Uh uh the debate sickens me. Um just because the, I you, you I, get so, I, there's something for everybody at these bar. I I agree. Yeah.
0: There's so but like I made I'm Texas just, to kind of just
1: sure, sure, sure. Heavy, yeah. heavy, yeah, heavy, heavy on the cow. Yeah. I'm all in yeah. so so um but I am a barbecue fiend so yep. absolutely barbecue is absolutely staying. That's an easy one for me. yep the seafood one is interesting because um, I absolutely love seafood as well. Um, I, I love oysters on oysters on the half shell oh. clams and mussels. Um, I love all kinds of seafood uh, Chilean sea bass is. Oh. By in my mind is probably one of the best fish in the world that you can Sm- eat.
0: Smoked salmon, I'll count sushi yes. if you want to throw it in there at that too. But- yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, um, great stuff. Um, and um, uh, just really, really, really fantastic um, opportunities. There, king crab legs. My wife would be happy because you get the king crab legs and stuff. So. Um, so seafood option is interesting too. So this is going to surprise, like I said, this is going to surprise a lot of people. Most people would probably make this their go-to option. Um, but the dessert one's still got to go for me. I am, I am, I'm by nature. I am not a sweets person. Um, I love, um, I am more your, your salty, savory, you know, spicy food. I love, I love food. And so I gravitate more towards, I've just never really been a sweets person. So the dessert one's got to go. It's pretty easy for me, actually. It's a pretty easy call, but I thought it'd be an, it was an interesting commentary. Uh, I have been to Chamberlain's Jay and they do have an excellent, uh, excellent dessert selection for, for me, uh, which is great. They have yeah. all sorts of, they have cheesecake, creme brulee. Um, they have a yeah. co- oh. delicious coconut cream pie. It's fucking fantastic. Had that. It, it's, 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 uh, yeah. it's just wicked awesome. So uh, Chamberlain's uh, shout out to Chamberlain's in Dallas. Uh, you can smoke in Chamberlain's. So at least I think so still, maybe, I don't know if COVID put a, a, a hex on that, but um, you can actually have dinner in the humidor and smoke a cigar. It's it's phenomenal. So
0: yeah, uh, Tim asked, uh, is, are we talking um, American desserts? It's a good question. I didn't really think of that part going To say yeah, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, I
1: guess more traditionally. One, I, I mean, well, that's fair, yeah, um, yeah, it's a
0: good question because I think that would change the answer a bit. Uh, yeah, well, sure, yeah.
1: well Tim and Mitchell, uh, who are always great fans of our show, they yeah. live, they live outside of the country, so it's uh, Mitchell. I'm sure that, that changes that quite a bit. So, yeah,
0: Mitchell with the eggs, Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, they're so these are egg free, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no caviar caviar it's a seafood one uh hey so my i'm gonna make it easy my answer is the same it's not even close um but if i had to say one must stay it would be the seafood right as much as i love texas i mean i love a seafood buffet um but yeah so my answer is the same as yours i could skip dessert um and uh i like a good dessert i'm not a big chocolate guy either just you know i'll eat it but i don't have a lot of it um so, yeah, my answer uh, is uh, is definitely the dessert as well. So we did have the same answer on that one.
1: OK, well, I was I, was, I thought I thought for most people, most people would keep dessert. Um, it may not be their top choice, but I felt yeah. like it was always like the second choice there. I
0: I had another choice and that was pasta bar, but I don't think pasta works well at a, at a, at a all you can eat buffet. That's why I, I didn't put that in there.
1: So in my in my youth coop, um, when I was really young and stupid and and just didn't care about caloric intake at all or life in general, um, I uh, would on my around my birthday, not on my birthday, but around my birthday, my brother and I's favorite thing to do because it was, it was the promotion was always around that time was go to the go to Olive Garden and do the never ending possible, and my record uh, my record uh, sitting. Uh, was on my 23rd birthday and i did 14 plates of pasta wow yeah it was an intense Uh, session by
0: the way i know a lot of people knock the olive garden Uh, i'm not one of those guys who knock it um i'm not saying it's the best but uh i've had very good experiences at the olive garden um you know so it's better than sbarro you know so um it depends what you get at the olive garden is what i'll say Sbarro uh, pizza, dude, in the mall, dude. That's a classic. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. It's not a bad. They don't. You know, at the airport, it's good food at the airport. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, you, know, you know, don't get me. I had I had Sbarro. I think at uh, coming when I when I flew to the. I want to say I think I had it in Miami Airport. I don't remember. Uh, if it was Sbarro or now you didn't
1: get brussels sprouts at TGI Fridays, dude. What the hell's wrong with you?
0: I did not get. Well, they weren't when I was there. They weren't serving food till eleven when I was there. And oh, my okay. flight, I had to get on my flight. Yeah, but I was at the, uh, I was at the TGI Fridays. Uh, I hung out with Mickey Pegg. At the TGI Fridays. Uh, I you know, but those Brussels, you gave me one of those Brussels sprouts, they were really good. Nothing I gotta delicious, say, that. Man. They were really good. I mean, they were flavorful. Yeah, I'm not knocking those Brussels sprouts that they had there. Uh, you know, we're ordering like burgers. I'm with Mike, Mike Peacock's with us. I remember we we're going to Davidoff. Mm-hmm. Burgers, onion rings, uh, French fries. Uh Bears gets a plate of Brussels sprouts.
1: <laughs> it's fucking delicious, man.
0: Uh all right. You
1: know who makes a killer play of bustle sprouts? Guy Fietti The same.
0: Yeah. All right. So that was our one must go. Uh sponsored by United Cigars. Okay. Do we want to get back to the cigar or we want to go to the next segment? Let's get back to the cigar cuz I I'm, I'm going I'm getting through it man. I'm almost done. I I've slowed down a lot cuz I was talking but keep going. Uh what are your thoughts?
1: the intensity's picked up it's stronger i got up just a moment ago and yeah i could feel it um intensity it's getting close to full strength this and full body i mean it's definitely picking up the flavor is intensified as well the uh it's still it's still incredibly balanced the flavors are a little bit more sharp um so and it's because of just that intensity so you're getting a lot more pepper spice you're getting a lot more of uh, that's that sweetness is kind of lingering in the background for balance um, The minerality is dissipating quickly and it's kind of uh, bringing in a lot more earthiness to it yep um, the, the sweetness that's kind of there that's kind of lingering on the palate is kind of changed from a fruit it's more to more common, to that, that kind of burnt sugar uh, caramel uh, kind of sweetness, uh, just because the charge building up a little bit as you kind of wrap up the cigar. But, um, but I'm still enjoying it, um, quite a bit. Um, I'll be wrapping it up here in a few moments and I'll give my final thoughts on it. But, uh, this is, uh, again, uh, from very beginning to where it is right now, this is superior to the first experience we had with. Oh, f- lot superior. Again, not knocking the first experience; it wasn't like a horrible experience. But
0: all right, so I have, agree with most of this, like, almost everything you said. Um, as I'm getting into it too, more earthiness, the black coffee notes more now, but replaced by earthiness. The sweetness is, uh, you know, kind of died down. There's a little more spice, picking up in intensity. The minerality agree kind of has subsided as well. But I had an aha moment, Bear, um, as I was kind of getting into the second half of this thing. And it goes back to your question earlier on. Like, why do I like the Aroha? The, the Aroha? The Aroha <laughs> did I say Aroha? Aro- the Aroha. You, you
1: combined Aroha and Kuroho. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's who's going to love me for that.
0: Uh, why do I like it, okay? I'm going to give you an answer. I just figured it out. Um, I should have figured it out, but I had an aha moment. You know, Honduran tobacco has a big drying effect on the palate. I don't get that from their cigars. And their Honduran puros, a lot of the Honduran puros that you get from from JRE Asylum, they don't dry the palate out. And uh, that I think is the magic of this, because I am not dried out at all. I mean, I've actually, I just actually just, I'm still working on my first glass of water here. So it's it's that. That's saying a lot, and I think that's a key thing that these cigars bring to the table. and And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna chalk it up to the tobacco and the blending, but that's why I like it because I don't have. And I was thinking, Costogi Santa is a Honduran tobacco. He has the same view of it. And I remember when he first spoke his first Aladino, he said, "took him back to Camacho, not drying out." So
2: yeah, yeah
1: that's my answer on that. Sounds. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's actually a really fair observation. Um, so by contrast, right. So you think about other Honduran cigar makers that have a lot of Honduran tobacco, do Honduran puros like Oscar Valladares, uh, yeah. for example, um, love his cigars. So this isn't, this isn't a knock against it, but you're, you're right. Like, so like the wild hunter, for example, it, it's a, it's a very good cigar, but it does tend to have a tendency to try out the palate. Yep. The, the Superfly, which I'm a huge fan of, um, you that's a really good cigar to pair with like a dark roast coffee yeah a stout beer um things like that so that's it's a really really interesting point that you brought that up um yeah i haven't really yeah the, the cigar doesn't isn't drying out the palate no absolutely i've
2: yeah finished I my cup
1: of coffee earlier and i'm, I'm still drinking my first yeah. waters
0: yeah but if i have to figure i had the aha moment as i was smoking this because I, I started thinking about this question and i'm like you know and i really never thought about it until, since Stogie Santa made that comment, you know, it's kind of interesting, so you know, I kind of just is in the back of my mind but yeah, that's why I like their tobacco and I like their blends um, you know what cigar doesn't throw you out and I know you love this cigar, it was on your list this year the, the Rocky Patel Unico uh, yeah that's another, I mean, that, that's one that doesn't that's all Honduran tobacco and Rocky doesn't do a lot of Honduran puros
1: um, keep that in mind yeah i'm enjoying this man this is good yep. stuff uh, yep. uh <laughs> so can i do the next segment here yep lead us off. yep um so our next segment is uh, great things are happening here um one of my favorites could be do the read after i guess we conclude but uh great things are happening here has always been about it's a, it's been a segment we've done for uh, over a year now yep and it's uh easily become one of my uh probably my favorite yeah or one of my favorite segments, and and, and for the very reason that we talk about every time we do this, is we talk about things that are sometimes related to the cigar industry, but 90% of the time are outside of the cigar industry. Just great things that are happening in our everyday world, because as we talk about so often, there's so much negativity, especially in the last uh, two years with the, the pandemic and stuff. All we're just bombarded with all the time is just negative, negative, negative and there's still some, there's some beautiful stories that happen each and every day. I literally read this website every day. It's the good news network. Uh, the Goodnewsnetwork.org uh, uh, is sole purpose is about bringing great stories uh, and highlighting the, I mean, if you could put a tagline on the good things that are happening here in our world. And uh, you know, it's where I grab every single story that I feature and my story is no different. Uh, Coop, I know you have something a little bit different today, um, which is I'm really excited for you to talk about yours. Um, But I'm really excited uh, to talk about my story as well. You know, a lot of the negativity that's going on in the world today is revolving around the conflict uh, in Ukraine, uh, Russians invasion of the Ukraine, and uh, there's been I mean, it's it's absolute travesty what's going on um, in uh, in Eastern Europe right now, and and as always the good news network finds a story that is absolutely beautiful when you think about it so uh something an organization that we take advantage of all the time coop and we take advantage it we use this uh, organization every year at the trade show uh what are we where the compound the uh is always booked through airbnb and Airbnb.org has announced that it will offer free short term housing to up to two, up to, up to, excuse me, count this out, guys, 100,000 refugees fleeing Ukraine. 100,000 refugees will have temporary housing for free because of Airbnb. Great job by Airbnb. Great job. So, you know, I mean, it cannot. I mean, again, it, this story doesn't get overshows. told. This
0: is a story that I didn't see anywhere to no. know. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I found it on the good news, good yeah. news network, man. You got it. It's it, it's and this is actually on the heels of what was a movement. But what we were seeing, uh, I don't know if you, you probably didn't see this part of it either. This is on the heels of an announced by the company. To do this, because on the heels of all this, in order to support uh, monetarily the country, what people were doing in droves, hundreds of thousands of bookings, people from all over the world were booking Airbnbs in Ukraine, even though they weren't going to send money and monetary efforts to the people of of Ukraine. And so on the heels of that, Airbnb announces this initiative. Co-founders have already sent letters to uh, leaders across Europe stating that with the state is starting with those in Poland, Germany, Hungary, Romania, offering support and welcoming refugees within their borders and promising to work closely with governments to best support the specific needs of each country, including providing long term stays. OK, so this isn't we're not talking about a weekend getaway for refugees here. One hundred thousand refugees will be uh, will be safely housed uh, all over Europe as they are fleeing the, the tragic events that are happening in their home country, and uh, can't say enough about this organization. Wonderful. Um, this is uh, is also part of a larger movement by the company to support refugees as they've uh, as and other displaced people from around the world. Last month, the organization again also announced that it has provided housing to 21,300 Afghan refugees. We all know what happened earlier this year or or latter last year uh, with uh, with the U.S. Uh, leaving that country and and the unrest that happened uh, within. So a lot of refugees are fleeing that country. Once again, 21,300 Afghan refugees are being able to find, are being provided free and temporary housing to another 20,000 refugees from Afghanistan, Africa, and the Middle East, Central and South America as well. So, so, so count that up 41,300 refugees, from Afghanistan, uh, countries in Africa, the Middle East, Central and South America, and now 100,000 people from UK- Ukraine are able to be safe, have a roof over their heads with their families. Uh, unbelievable job by Airbnb. This is a subsidiary or it's their nonprofit arm, which is Airbnb.org. Okay, um, but it is part of Air- the Airbnb family. And I'm I when I saw this, and I, I mean it. Could be i mean i was i was moved i was touched um just uh, really literally warmed my heart and uh what a great effort by those people on uh, to um to really help and like you said there the, the press on this has been non-existent um and you know shame shame on shame on mainstream media for not picking this shame up on them yeah but, this but, is a but, but bravo but bravo to airbnb they could easily be they could do a marketing campaign around this they could have done a super bowl they're commercial not they're not, they're not they
0: doing did. it yep they're not doing that they this is a great do. job by airbnb uh i just yeah I, I think this is a wonderful story and it makes me want to support airbnb even more
1: absolutely and they've been uh, difficult
0: la- and they've been difficult with us in vegas i'll tell you that they uh, <laughs>
1: yeah I, it hasn't I been off easy. about them i, I I'm, I'm gonna give them a pass now on this after that so uh yeah. also just the last note on on that's just in the last 12 months Coop, 100 uh, you know a hundred and uh, Um, 140 uh, 43,100 refugees in the last year but over the past five years airbnb and airbnb.org have connected with over more than 54,000 other refugees including uh individuals from syria venezuela and of course afghanistan again wow um to airbnb.org partners so um fantastic just
0: fantastic that's a great job great job that's a great story uh we'll have a link to that story uh we publish the show as well. All right. Um, I mentioned I want to talk about Cigar Family. Um, and I want to kind of, because this is going to be a little bit of a segue into our next segment, because this individual is going to come up. Um, when I was on the Fuente tour, um, I actually toured the factory before Pro Cigar started. Um, and um, Carlito wanted me to go to the tour on Chateau de La Fuente. As part of Pro Cigar, um, and um, I was I couldn't get into that tour. Well, you know Carlito makes things happen. It's hard to say, right? So I, I got to go on that, and I had another tour scheduled, and I hated missing that one. But you know Carlito asked me, and I thought it would have completed the Fuente story a lot. And Chateau de Fuente also includes a visit to Cigar Family. When we were touring the factory, um, Charlie Minato was there with me, right? Um, and couple, you know, Charlie actually has been on a lot more pro cigars than I have, right? And I commented a couple of years ago how he told me about the Reyes tour being one of the best ones he's right? But he said to me, there's no tour he wants to go on more every year than Cigar Family. Um, and the night, that night when I went back to my hotel, I wanted to see if Charlie had written about Cigar Family. And he had, he has multiple articles on there. I'll point to the last one, which has the links to all the articles. But um was it my headset here. Um, but but basically what he wrote matched what he said. So I did get to go there, right? And you can't not bear the first person I thought of is you when I when I got there, right? Um and, and for folks who don't know, this is a, uh, a charity started by the Fuentes and the Newmans. Um, and what they do is they provide education, health care, clean water to a, to a region, uh, the, banal, the Banal region. Jay's going to butcher me on that, right? But it's a region you know where it's an impoverished region of the Dominican Republic. Um, and in particular, where they built the school was one of the most violent regions. It was a dangerous region for a long time. Um, and what's unique about this charity is the Fuentes and the Newmans found, fund all the administrative costs for this thing, right? Um, and then any fundraising goes directly into Cigar Family. So, you know, they provide health care. They provide the health care for people who need it. They provide education. And we got to, we went there and we got to see all these things. So we, we went, first we saw the medical facility. Uh, we were greeted by a, uh, a doctor who actually attended the cigar family, uh, you know, school that's there. Right. We walked into these classrooms there and it was just it was so moving uh, to see kids from a preschool level to elementary school to computer classes uh, and see the work they did. And then there was a presentation where we saw what these kids were able to do. Um, was it was paintings, was it was basketball, karate? I'll say martial arts. I'm not sure if it was karate, but martial arts, uh, music. And I'm telling you, again, you want to see Carlitos where Carlitos passion is and Eric Newman's passion. They were both there. This is it. It, it is. For all the shit the cigar industry gets, right? This is this is something that I, I've never seen anything like this before. It's moving. I, I, I will go back there as many times as I can go back there. Um there was nothing related to cigars on this portion of the tour. Um and the interesting thing is the Fuente Newman name is not anywhere on this property. It's just called Cigar Family. CF uh, Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. The unit's called Cigar Family. Um I just like I'm blown away. This is a charity that I will be getting behind more of. Uh, I know Matt tobacco is doing a fundraiser. Uh, I'm going to be sending some really good cigars to be uh, raffled off there. Um, and anything that's, uh, you know, they're selling tickets. So there'll be some raffle tickets and everything they send. They send it right to back into the scar family thing. Um, it, it's just, I don't know what else I could say to do it justice other than, um, this is this was just something incredible there you would have been just blown away is what i'll say um and i wanted to mention this is good news because there's a lot of shit we're going to be talking about in a few minutes right and this is possible because of the success of the fuente and newman families and the give back that they do because of this and it's genuine it's real um and uh it's beautiful to see like i said it, nothing about we don't, you're not smoking any cigars there or anything like that but it's just incredible I, I, I was blown away so I'll have a link to both Charlie's article and my Fuente article has what I observed there it's, uh, but I think both those articles will give you a little more sense there's photos in them and everything that you could see um, I wish I took video actually I probably should have took video of the performances but it was a little tough to shoot video um, by myself but you no, know, hopefully uh, we do that next time. So beautiful stories. Okay. I just want to mention that.
1: I'm I'm excited to see it one day. Um, I, you have to you say it. You would have of yeah. all people should see you and Matt Tobacco. I think and
0: Nicole probably the people I would say see it. You know they're, they're doing a fundraiser. They haven't seen this. Like is what I'm saying. You've done things on El Oso, right? But you need to see this. Is all I'm
1: telling you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for Jay for posting the link to cfcf.org. Yeah. yeah if, please. Uh, if, if you don't know anything about the organization, read Coop's article, read Charlie's uh, and read the website. Uh, yeah. uh, you'll be moved by the work yeah. that the Fuente yeah. and Newman families yeah. do. And please consider donating. It's yeah. a fantastic yeah. cause. And buy those cigars that they have out there.
0: They, they yeah, release special the cigars every year. The Toast Across America. Buy them because this money's going right in there. 100 percent. 100 percent. Fuente and Newman are funding all the admin costs. So uh, you're getting a great product, and you're supporting an absolutely fantastic cause. Uh, Thanks to Jay on it. I know Jay talked to me about it as well. Um, And uh, what more can I say? Uh, I I can't do it justice um, as much as, uh, you know. I know next time we get Carlito on, I want to really – now I know so much more about it. There's a lot I can expand on that and the history behind there. Carlito really talked on the – I was in the car with Carlito. And Jose Blanco, uh, and uh, they would talk as we were driving. Carly was giving a lot of history of the area and everything, and it, it was just um, great, great to
1: see. Well, could, before we jump into the last seg- subject and segment tonight, I want to wrap up this cigar. I know you're yep. a little bit, I'm behind, getting towards the end. I'm I'm getting close end. Yep, uh, this cigar is finishing incredibly well. There's not very much bitterness. There's not very much. No, no harsh. Yeah.
0: No char or anything. Man.
1: And the, 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 the bellicose is
0: just perfectly formed. I'm not, I'm not getting any softness on there and I tend to be a wet smoker. So yeah.
1: Really, really vastly different than the initial experience, which was a good experience for us. We both agreed with that. This yeah. is a superior cigar. Can't wait to see what an aid, what a year does on this.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait either. And here's what I'll say. I haven't done aging experiments on the other sizes, right? But I have smoked these, I have smoked them with age on those other sizes. By far, this one has this one's progressed the most. Like it, yes. it, it, now, I can't say it because again, this was the with those cigars we had were new that when we had them, which is a little different than when we're doing an aging experiment. But where the but they cigars, weren't young, they
1: were new. But they were they not young. young. That's
0: what I'm kind of going at. They weren't young. And that's a key thing to say. Um, but clearly these tobaccos have married and, and, and age has been kind to them. Because um, I guess we're looking at, are we going to do this in June or July? Probably with the one year. But we, probably, Right. I would say after the PCA trade show, probably after the PCA trade show, we'll revisit this um, and see, see what it is, uh, how it comes out. So, uh, yeah, so, Coop, I, I'm. I'm, a, I'm officially putting it out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish it. Are you going to light up another cigar? Or are you gonna just keep going?
1: All right, I'm gonna light up another
0: cigar. Okay, so I'd do like, you have. A, do I, you have a
1: choice. I do. I have two choices. Okay. So one, and I picked these cigars up both at the Great Smoke. Okay, uh, they were not given to me. I purchased them. Um, one is the Buffalo Ten, the Natural,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, the other one is. The Cavalier of Geneva B2 uh, Visa Jalapa Robusto Gordo. Okay. So which one am I smoking, Coop? Go, go with the Cavalier.
0: You that's a it. cigar. Now, that's a cigar I want to talk about, but that's another candidate I have is that cigar as an aging one. Ooh, that'd be fun. I have – yeah, um, that may be another one I'm looking at. So that's – let's go with that one, even though you're not going to age it tonight, but, you know, just – but that's something I was thinking. That was one of the candidate cigars I had next to do. Uh, I'm in for that. Yeah, I had. Yeah. So yeah, let's go with that one. I'm glad we're doing this when we have less people tuned in this next part. Because I'm going to get in a lot of trouble here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. So. We talked about, so yeah, your, your selection's in, right? Correct. Okay. Um. All right, I have a couple of comments, uh, a couple of topics I want to hit, but they're all related to, res, the, under the category of responsible marketing. All right. Um. While we were at the Great Smoke, a press release came in from sum Crawl on a Saturday afternoon and I got so distracted there and we were so tired and we were having fun. I didn't even mention this
1: to you, right? No, I didn't. Um, and I didn't see it to be honest.
0: Yeah, I had it. Uh, I looked at it. Um, and, uh, it went up on a couple of websites and it's, it's the JSK Munchies, the Rocky road. I think everyone knows about this Rocky road, ice cream, uh, cigar right now. And, and there, no one talked about this on Saturday. And it was up on several sites, like Aaron had it up. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of websites had this up. I didn't see anyone comment on Saturday, on Sunday, or Monday. No one said a word about this project. Okay? Tuesday, Charlie Minato writes uh, what's being called now as manifesto by some people. Um,
1: and the shit hits the fan on this. It's not an article. I've heard of it called an article. It's not an article. It's a manifesto. I it's an, editorial. It's but- an editorial.
0: And, and by the way, I'm going to say it, I'll be right up front. I am hundred percent agreement with most of the stuff Charlie said in that article. Uh, this, it's I'm hard pressed to disagree. Uh, I made a decision to not cover this story. It's not that I'm not covering Jay. I, I made a decision not to cover this story because when we talked when we on the last show, I know we, we met when this came up, um, I said media has to have some skin in the game on what we're covering. However, now the stories become more about Charlie's article. Um, I'll kick this off and then we can kind of talk. I, I've seen a lot of people. Uh, there was a I want to talk about the re, there was a Ristay got it, who owns the company actually got his lawyer to, to issue a statement, and we'll get to that in a bit. But I'm just gonna say it very clearly. Um, I think I think there's no difference what Riste did versus what Ezra Zion's doing. There's none of my Ezra Zion's doing waffle cones, R- R- Riste's doing Rocky Road ice cream. So and I've been very critical of of the Rocky uh, the, the waffle cones and the melted ice creams and stuff. Um, I know Riste had this project going for a while. That being said, he did not need to put rocky road ice cream packaging mm-hmm. on this he could have done something i know he's trying to do some unique things with the flavoring and stuff and i and i applaud him for that but there's nothing like clearly he was he was doing some shock with this and he was being that rebel and he was going to buck the system right that's what he is that's what he is right he stirs Not things
1: appropriate up. words buck the system from, yeah right uh, from yeah. from Rifty and, 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 and look, <laughs> this is
0: nothing against risk personal okay uh, because I've said the same thing about Ezra Zion for for a long time, so why would I why would I have a, why would I give Risk Day any different treatment here? Um, and I and I said this on Thursday's show when Jay was on, and I'll ask you this question, Bear. I think uh, I, I don't I was, okay. I said if you looked at Caldwell, if you looked at Ezra Zion, and you look at Pravada, the most dangerous of the three was Ezra Zion. I don't know if you feel different. I think I heard, that,
1: I heard you say that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, even though they're maybe the smallest batch of the three, um, I just think that this shit has an ability to be seen. It's the most agree. So, and I know Brian had his whole, but we're going to put the Brian thing aside for now. I think he, but I'm just saying to be fair to Ezra Zion, right? Why would I, why is risk Stage stuff any different than Ezra
1: Zion? I can't find a reason for it. So, just so I'm clear, what's your what's your question to me? What are you asking me? I was asking you of those
0: three, which of the three do you think is the most dangerous? Like what in terms of the FDA?
1: And it's we'll a fair, take it's a fair yeah. question. It's a fair question. Yeah. Um, um, and I think I think all three options present a different uh, pose it, pose it, a, a separate issue. Um yeah. Um, you said something very clear, and it was actually brought up on primetime as well, that uh, I believe Aaron Loomis made this point that Ezra Zion's uh, market share and imprint and footprint in the industry um, is very small. Um, they're not present at a lot of, they're not present at PCA shows, they're yeah. not present at a lot of, a lot of these uh, right. cigar events like we went to, The Great Smoke, they're not in a lot of brick and mortars, um, really, and, anymore, and... So their imprints and footprint on the industry is very small.
0: Yes, and I, I'm so, not arguing that.
1: So we'll leave that remark aside. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Charlie had a very interesting comment in his editorial about how he views Risty as as a businessman and that he's incredibly sharp and he doesn't think that Risty is un, unaware of the issues with FDA. In fact, he plotted his knowledge of, yeah. and, and, and the threat of what the FDA does in the industry. I think Riste is consistent, has been consistent, uh, fair with his point regards to, to the FDA because it's, right. I mean, it started with the fuck the FDA slogans, the t-shirts, and then the cigar. And then yeah. he fucked the FDA. He's just, right. plain simple. He's been consistent with that, with that kind of mantra. Uh, as he's kind of done his, his marketing and he as he's, his kind of, and as, he's, as he's continued to build this brand. So I'll leave that remark there for a second. My, my remark about Pravada and Brian is that I think what, I think very unfortunately, a lot of the focus on Brian and Pravada has been in this arena specifically without acknowledging the fact that he does release cigars that aren't in this arena. But there's a lot less than Ezra Zion.
0: That
1: he's and, there's a, and there's a lot less. That's what I'm saying. There have, so and, I think, and I think, yeah. Yeah. So. And I think Brian's um, taking
0: some steps to correct that stuff. That's why I'm being, I'm, look, there's things I disagree with Brian on, but I think he's taking some steps in a few cases with this. Not 100%, but I think he's taken
1: some. So. So all those separate observations aside, um, I disagree with you that Ezra Zion poses the biggest threat. I think that I think that there is a, a, almost a if you call it a tie because Riste has been very consistent in his attitude towards the FDA right. and it's. I could very... say
0: Colwell was the third, but I didn't put Jsk in that category. I probably should have added them too.
1: Oh, I oh, I'm so sorry. But that's okay. I, that's, because... that's, that's that's no, that's unfair. That's unfair to Riste. Then I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, Um, Okay, so then my comment on Caldwell. Um, Caldwell's gotten away from some of this. That's why I'm kind of taking him it. He has, and I'll say that. And also the fact that uh, (laughs) you can't dissuade, you can't separate the two without acknowledging that Caldwell's uh, Lost and Found uh, project is heavily, heavily geared towards supporting charity. (laughs) So I... I can't say that that's doing harm, especially this, with uh, the fact that he's gotten away with it, uh, gotten away from but it.
0: But he's moved away from like the butter popcorns. And, right, that's know, what I'm saying. That's what so, he moved away from that.
1: I, so that's my so that's yeah, my comment to that. Yeah. So, okay, so back to the original yeah, question. So Caldwell, yeah. Caldwell, uh, Provada and and he's Ezra not. Zion. So I will disagree. Ezra Zion still um, less harmful to the industry. I would say that Robert's efforts in recent and the effort that he makes with what this project actually stands for doesn't pose the serious threat. I will say that um, that that Pravada provo- poses the bigger threat simply because of the volume and I am talking about literally the volume at which it's advertised and broken about this Brian wields an incredible influence uh, with the community that he's built. He's done an incredible job of building a very, very loyal and rabid and loud fan base. These people are yeah. exceptionally bought into what he has delivered to them. And the the power that he wields with that is unconscionably, unconscionably broader than the Lost and Found project, unfortunately, and broader than the smaller imprint that edge design makes so in that my opinion on that is in that breath i think Pravada poses the biggest threat because of the volume of which they are speaking at um i'm not calling out his video specifically or anything like that that's a part of it that's a very that's actually a very small part of my point yeah. um and It is, it is, it is proven, it is proven in society and the political landscape, the vocal minority make the biggest imprint on our social conscience because they are loud and they have to be because they are small. And when, when people are loud people pay attention. And it doesn't always, unfortunately, it doesn't always bring about the positive natures of, there's a lot of minority topics that get are loud and get brought up and they get overshadowed because they are small. No matter how loud you talk, they get ignored. This is a, this one poses a danger to a very small facet of our industry. We are small. The premium cigar industry is tiny. And because we are tiny, we are vulnerable. And that is something that Yes, Ezra Zion, Pravada seem to ignore, and have really cast a spotlight unnecessarily uh, on this industry in a very negative fashion with some of the marketing choices that they make. So, um, I've heard I've heard the arguments about what they say, what Brian has said about being fun. And I'm not taking that out of context. I'm not taking that lightly. And I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I think it does. and But at the same time, you have to look at the bigger picture. and And maybe they have. Maybe they haven't. I don't know. It's unfair for me to suggest that they don't care. Because I don't know. But the attitude at which they're going about it. And then the volume at which they're speaking suggests that they don't, and it doesn't matter what you are. It matters what you appear to be. And it, and it appears that they don't care. And that is incredibly harmful. So by that stroke, that's my answer to the question. I think pravada prevent poses the biggest threat in the context of the question that you're asking. Um, I'm not saying it's too late. I'm not saying that the damage is done. I'm not saying that they can't correct it. I'm not saying, I, I'm not casting them off the island, um, so to speak, but I, if, if I had a message to Brian, I would say to him, "You've with what you've built, you have an incredible opportunity here to really turn the tide on this argument and this discussion in a really positive way that could benefit both you as an organization and the cigar industry as a whole, whether or not he'll do that and is completely up to him. Um, but that's, that's, that's my comment. That's my opinion. Okay. So well, I'm going to just say
0: a couple more things on that and give you my rationale here. Um, I do think that the, the one thing Brian got really pinned on was the Sesame Street stuff. I think that was the one that, you know, unfortunately that's scarring him, but he has taken steps to not do that anymore. Right. So I'm going to give him some credit on that. This is where this is Ezra Zion. And this is, I'm going to kind of give you my logic here. They are, they are small, right? It's every week with them. They're doing it across three brands, right? They're doing it across SigFed, Nomad and Ezra, Ezra Zion core. It's desserts, it's guns, it's desserts, guns, knives, right? It's, it's a lot. Okay. Maybe small runs of cigars, but here's where I kind of go. The argument I've heard against for doing this type of stuff is, Hey, this stuff is only available in a premium cigar retailer. And you have to be – there's age controls to buy this stuff. You agree, right? Correct. Okay. Same with websites, okay? Esmeralda does do some stuff in brick and mortars, by the way, just so you folks know. They do wholesaling. It's not a lot. It's probably not like LCA, but there is enough, right? But that's not what the FDA is looking at. They're not looking at tobacco purchasing. They're looking at usage patterns, Right? And they have a misguided perception that kids are going after this stuff. We know it's misguided, right? The problem is when this stuff's appearing on social media, right, it's not age control. Like when, if I go put a picture of the Ezra Zion waffle cone, right, I could put, and guess what? A kid could see my Facebook page. They could see my, I'm just saying, they could see this stuff. So it's fueling. They can the go effort. to your web. They can go to your website. No, they won't because I don't have the waffle cone on it. Um, and I've moved away from a lot of stuff. Right. That's why I'm not. No, I stuff. just
1: it, gen, in a general statement. They, state, they, get, uh, right, they can go. They, yeah. Like ha, like like half wheels not age controlled. Coops not age controlled. Dojo's not age controlled. Right. And maybe that's, that's, what, that's my point.
0: Have, and maybe that's something I have to look at. Right. Too. I'm being honest here. Yeah, it's something. So you know these shows when we put them out on YouTube, they do get age control. Just so you know, uh, they are locked with age control. So. What we're talking about here, there there are controls in there to do that. Uh, face our Facebook page on Coop. You have to be eighteen or over to do it. Okay, so you don't have to be twenty one, but you have to be eighteen to look at this stuff. So you got to be technically an adult. So um, that's where I'm seeing. And then what happens is you get some politician sees this, someone in the FDA sees this, and they pick up one of these pictures. Whether to and the fact is. That there's a lot of you know, a lot of this with Ezra's Iron, right? Even though it's small amounts of cigars, the FDA doesn't have any clue about that. If they're seeing this stuff, why are we putting, why are we putting, we're making it easy for the FDA to say, you know what? Maybe it's time to put plain packaging in and be done with this problem. And that's what, you, you know, maybe and Charlie pointed that out in his article. He's not wrong on that, right? So we could debate on which one's which, right? And I, and I, like I said, I think the only one I've seen that not, has not made any attempt to try to mitigate this is Ezra Zion, right? So that's why I'm kind of that's putting fair. them. That's I think that's fair. fair. The other, the, they, what did they do? They put out, um, what did they They put out something the day after, like a chocolate, like a Snickers bar cigar. You don't think that they knew that Snickers bar, like, wow, we're going to put that Snickers bar cigar out in the middle of this whole controversy. Let's put out a sticker that says candy bar on it. like if that wasn't an FU to the industry,
1: I don't know what was. Right. So I didn't. Do see you think that. OK, it's it's clear that Brian is very aware of what's being said about yeah. him and what he's doing. I think he I think look, I'm I, not defending
0: him. I'm just saying I, I I'm not saying, I'm saying you are. I'm yeah. just
1: no. Just listen. Yeah. Listen to my point. Right. Um. It's very, he's very aware about what's being said about him and what he's doing. Yeah. Robert Caldwell is very aware. Robert Caldwell trying to separate from some of this stuff. That's, he said it. Understood, too. Yeah. He, he, my point. That's my point. He's a, he is aware of it as well. I'm going to talk to Tony about just, this Thursday, too. Yeah. To, and then to put in another point, um, Riste, <laughs> submitting a statement through his attorney. Also, I want to talk, talk about that
0: statement, too. Yeah. We're we going to get that. It,
1: also very aware of the issue that's being ahead, to your point, Coop, and where I will 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 I agree with you is: Are they? Is Ezra Zion really aware? They gotta be.
0: They gotta be. I mean, how everyone's talking about this
1: right now. But who's everyone though, Coop? Who's, who's... It, okay? So when I say when you say everyone, when's the last time that? A the the head of Ezra Zion was on one of our shows or any show or f- you know featured in a magazine article or reviewed in one of these publications like they Snob haven't and they or, haven't.
0: I, I get okay. what you're saying. And I get what you're saying. Brian's kind of unfortunately out there. He's very, you know, visible. Yeah, I, I get so, what you're saying. But the I'm just saying the product's still around.
1: Uh, yeah. And and uh, this isn't a comment about Brian or, or Robert or Riste right. necessarily. It's my comment about you're talking about it as a Zion being like, I just don't know if there's the imprint is so small, but, and yes, it's a constant. And, but I, I just don't, I just don't think, I just don't think they're aware of it. I just is, don't.
0: Is a politician or an FDA employee likely to watch one of Brian's videos or are they likely to see a, a photo of a cigar? Well,
1: what video he took it down? Lot, let me say he
0: has a lot of videos. I mean, he's talked about these projects on videos. Um, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, which okay, he took the video down. All right, I, you know, it's just that's look. We had to edit out a piece of. I'm not going to criticize Brian for that. We edited a piece of, of his interview out. Um, I I did so. You know, I'm not, I did. I'm not going to criticize him on that. Right. It probably was the right thing to do. Right. But um. But I'm just saying. This is. I think that that this is not like. Riste coming out with this why why come out with what is why come out with this in the middle of this whole thing and then i understand he worked on a, a like this is some stuff he's doing that's innovative in terms of flavor i understand that right sure he could have called this thing anything else he could have packaged this up a different way and guess what he would have made his base very happy that's my point on it this he did not have to go down this route and when we get into the the, the the letter from the I have a lot to say on the letter okay. um, with that as well.
1: So let me make up my point because I was I, yeah. I, I I misinterpreted the question and I was talking about Riste for a second. So let me finish uh, my point on Riste and then sure, we talk sure. about the statement. Yeah. So, again, uh, so to Charlie's point in his editorial, he was commenting on 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 Riste's um, business prowess, which I 100 percent right. agree with. Right. I think and I actually made this I was actually a guest on 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 Dojo, and I can't remember the context of the question, but I remember saying that I don't think Riste is very long in this industry because I think Riste is going to be on to bigger and better, th- well, bigger and better being being subjective and yeah uh, thing, but he's going to be on to bigger things. Like, Riste is an incredible businessman. Uh, he's incredibly savvy. Uh, he, <laughs> he sees things uh, in a completely different way than you and I do when right. it comes to cigars, when it comes to business in particular so um you're right did he did he have to do this i i I don't know um i i don't know if he had to i i think that he could but i think i i think his motivation behind it is different than some other of the players that we're talking about um in the sense that yes it's 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 monetarily motivated um but it's it's also about this very consistent effort that he's been on, and this this trail that he's been on for a very a, a long, a good long while. He's a rebel. He's a rebel. He's, he's, he's a, a rebel a, he's, in everything yeah. that he does. He's a rebel in business, and and that's what's made him successful. Yeah, I mean, call it what it is. That's what's made him successful. Yeah. Uh, the Nugs was in an, was a a project that really took this industry by storm. So. So outlandish and so rebellious. He wasn't allowed to sell it on the trade show floor. Remember that. But that wasn't PCA IPCBR. That was Vegas that told him that. It doesn't matter who it was. I'm just yeah. saying he wasn't they allowed to sell they, it.
0: Now, that he, they weren't going to fight for him. That was the whole thing. But yeah, they would have let so, him on the floor if, if, if there was no rule in Vegas. I don't think that. I don't think I don't think I don't I, I, any I, 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 I'm not here to make that argument. or, or, but, or Which I don't understand like, why TPE can sell that type of stuff. But that it's probably the venue is the issue here. Yeah.
1: Maybe. I don't know but yeah. my my point is is that um R- Riste's been the same yeah as he's always been right and I don't think anything's necessarily gonna change that no like I don't lot. I
0: don't I don't think so either but you know you have a, you had a chance to do something I I I yeah I know what you're saying I, I hear you doesn't justify it in my book like that thing, like I said, I, I just I just shake my head. What are we doing here? But I shake my head every week at Ezra Zion's releases. Now, this is one thing by Rest Day.
1: Like mm-hmm. Ezra Zion, it's no, it's
0: been it's a, three, it's four, a, it's a four fair,
1: or five years they've been doing this. It's a thing. fair comment. And if I if yeah. that if, if he had been a choice in the trio right. that you'd have if you asked me a fourth, I still wouldn't have put him as the I wouldn't put him in, no, I wouldn't have either. But in fact, I probably would have honestly I probably would have no one
0: best talked best about this until best. Charlie brought it up. No one talked about this. There was not one comment on this for three days. I, I, I'm, I'm, it, it, I, you know, and it wasn't. It was out there. I'm just saying it was out there. Why didn't anyone say anything for three days? I saw it. I knew exactly. I said I was surprised. Like I saw it.
1: I'm like, this is gonna fucking go bad. Is this is this is going to come off the?
0: That was my reaction at the Great
1: Smoke. Well, I mean, but I can I, tell you why no one commented it on Cigar Coop is because you didn't post it.
0: No, but it was on Developing pallets and and it, look, I, I, Aaron has a right to put on what he did, and that's he had his reasons, and I respect his reasons, and that's his deal, you know. And it's um, it's news. I heard
1: I heard his news. answer. I heard it's, his it's, answer, and his answer is totally news.
0: valid. This was a personal thing on my end. Um, I'm not judging anyone on that, right? Um, I just made. I, I actually just again. I'm kind of worried about my site being targeted and stuff. like So that
1: what so. Well, uh, throwing the wrench into this whole conversation, what do you feel about Jay's comment on your show when he was saying that he felt that Charlie was the one Charlie gaslit this a little bit that he, he did, did more. Harm. He did.
0: But I think an article like that needed to come out. I I understand that, but and I think he did. Again, sure it's not an art
1: again. It's not an article. It's, not, it's
0: an editorial. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I keep nitpicking
1: this with you. No, Kurt, but and it's this not. is
0: important when we get to the response. It's an editorial. It's an editorial. Yes, It, it gaslit it. It's
1: it, I, it's it's one it's one per it's one man's opinion. Yeah, and and you can agree, you can disagree with it, but it's one man's opinion. Yeah. It's not a news article. It's yeah. an editorial. It's a comment, and that's yeah. that's yeah. what that's what really started this. Why did people yeah. start caring about it? Because Charlie Minato decided that they should. Well, and, it, it and that shows shows says a lot. What, that's so, shows... That says a lot about the, Char- yep. the you know people. People knock on Charlie all the time, and they can you know, they, they can, they can tease them, they can make fun of them. They can say they do not like them, but everybody, they, they, they still read half will go, go. Yeah. And, they do. They and, do. and that's, that's what, that's, what's that's what honestly stirred the pot. Yeah. And it, if you hadn't said, if like this subject, I'm sure this topic would have been brought up in a different, but the context of which, and the, um, the context of this conversation would have been drastically understated drastically understated because compared to where it really is in the fabric of the industry right now. But the only reason why it carries weight and the only reason people are going to be paying attention to the end of this show is because of Charlie's article, you know, in the Jay's and, point. And yeah. for Go good ahead, or bad for good or bad. Yeah. That's, that's the reason why people care about it is because Charlie decided that they should. Jay's points valid, by the way. Um, and if Charlie,
0: if maybe if Charlie had said, Hey, let me come on to a PCA webinar and I want to give you my take on, I don't think that would have ever happened. I noticed this friction, right. But, but, but one way would have, you could have done an internal webinar and, and, and kind of educated, but it did, it did bring this PCA thing to light. Um, and yeah. Um, but I mean, I could tell you that Charlie was on Matt tobacco show a couple weeks beforehand and was saying the same stuff that was in the article. So it wasn't, you know, so Charlie's been talking about this. It's not like he hasn't talked about this topic.
1: No, he's clearly impassioned about it. And I, but, I, but feels a bigger I, outlet than smoking tobacco. Let's be real too. Yeah, no, I, I, um, yeah, he's been, no, he, and he's clearly impassioned yeah. as are you. And, and, and I am too. I, yeah. I am to a, a, yeah. to, to a degree as well. I, it, and, and, and believe me, there's, there's a lot about responsible marketing. I have right. a lot to say about right. and there, and I've said it on a couple of shows now. And, you know for you know all the careful stepping that i've done in my you know my statements on yeah. this tonight's show right. i will tell you this that i am i am wholeheartedly on the side of responsible marketing i feel like we should be harder on uh, and hold our hold these people in this response hold these people in in this industry to a higher standard as we should all do that i was very i was you know i had some very candid uh feedback about the Pca statement and i still stand by it and i stand by this the sense of about the fact that I, I, I do hold these individuals, Brian, Caldwell, Ezra Zion, Riste, I hold them all to that standard. They, those, these are all characterized as missteps in my opinion. These all do damage to the industry in my opinion. These are all bad decisions in my opinion. And it should not be what people are talking about when they talk about the premium cigar industry. They should be talking about CFCF they should be talking about the legacy of the Fuente family. They should be talking about how Glenn Case's son, who the brand is named after, is a PhD scholar. And that's that's a cool story. And they should be talking about how Enrique Sejas is carrying on his father's legacy with Matilde Cigars. They should be talking about those beautiful stories and those wonderful legacies yeah. and those heritages. And that's the premium cigar industry that we should be talking about. The PCA should be talking about preserving this industry in that regard and holding everyone to that standard. Everyone, including us, including you and I should be doing that. So I'm very impassioned about, it. so as passive as I may have sounded in the past few minutes about it. No, I'm I get, very I, I, very I totally agree. About, I totally see that. Yeah. Again, I was just I'm, I'm I was also just answering your question. So
0: no, no. And I agree. I, I totally see that 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 wasn't ever the case with that. <sighs> so let's kind of let's kind of segue into the, the, the response because I want to make some comments on this. All right. I'm going to read the response. OK. And. Uh, I guess I can read it and then we can make comments at certain points. This is from a guy by the name of uh, Jeffrey Skolnick. It looks like, uh, who's a general counsel for J.S.K. I thought it was interesting there that a lawyer is getting involved with an editorial, but I, I can't fault risk Day for for, for not see, for I can't fault risk Day on this one. You know what I'm saying? I think you you had to seek legal counsel, you know, protect your brand and stuff like that. So so that's not mm-hmm. an issue. But the response was very interesting to me, and I want to kind of read it. And the lawyer says, I waited a few days to respond to the aforementioned editorial uh, because I wanted to see the reaction that Mr. Renato received to this editorial critiquing the name of Josh Sumcrawl's new Rocky Road-flavored cigar. On behalf of Josh Sumcrawl's owner and founder, Riste Ristevski, I want to thank the many friends and customers for the supportive responses that Mr. Ristevski has received after the editorial. The reaction has been overwhelmingly favorable to Josh Kroll. I can't say that that's the case, guys. I I I, mean, you want to say he had some support? Yeah, but I did not see. I did not all, see any. It's anything. all about
1: language and statements.
0: Man. It's all about we said, where um, those comments I, we were. We talked
1: about this with the PCA statement. Those, it's those all about language. Those comments were in
0: his Facebook group, right? Of course you're going to get those, right? Um, Next statement. So let us respond by first making this abundantly clear. Jasmine Kroll is not marketing to children. Agree. I think we agree on that. right? Yeah, I agree. All right. We do not take lightly Mr. Monado's concerns concerning FDA intervention. JSK does not wish to harm the premium cigar industry that it loves. We welcome any discussions about industry standards that will promote the continuation of our products. Good job so far. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm in I'm I'm agreement with that. Oh, but oh, here's, the, here's the part where this changes for me. But let's be frank. In today's politically correct world, you have to be a bit of a rebel to be a premium cigar smoker. You are demanding to be different than the rest of the crowd. What? That's not untrue. It's not untrue, but it's not Toruiza. <laughs> um, I know plenty of people aren't rebels that smoke cigars, right? So I, I understand where that's coming. I mean, I'd say with certain brands, yeah. You are demanding to be different than the rest of the crowd. I am not say, say, saying that smoking a Rocky Road cigar transforms you into the latter-day James Dean, but we are all looking for a new premium handmade cigar that blends flavor with quality. That is not what Jasmine Kroll and Riste Recepzi are trying to accomplish. That is what that is what Jasmine Kroll, you said was not. Oh, I'm sorry. That is what Jasmine Kroll and Rizzi Recepzi are trying to accomplish. Correct. Creating a product that enhances the smoking experience and trying something new. Sometimes you feel the need for the flavor of toffee, vanilla, baking spices. So you smoke jaws Kroll's red night sometimes you feel like a nut and you smoke the rocky road this is where i'm like okay i'm not disagreeing with that but that's i don't think the issue is with seeking flavor all right this is a packaging issue plain and simple this is not about the cigar that's where i'm like where i'm like i'm not agreeing with this you know what i'm saying
1: Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. It's uh yeah, it's hundred percent of packaging issue. There's nothing to, nothing the to address pa- the yes.
0: packaging in this statement. That was my point. All right. I, I I now this is the part that I was really interested in. Because Mr. Rosevski and Jason Crow want to be crystal clear of their child safety message, Riste and JSK will donate five percent of the Rocky Road profits to a nonprofit that keeps kids tobacco free. Since these organizations cannot accept money from the tobacco industry, the donation will be made by Mr. Resepsi personally. In the meantime, Gassim Crow will continue to sell cigars only at premium locations, and it shows where sales can be strictly monitored. Here's my question. Who's, he, who's the tobacco-free kids organization that, that they're going to be funding? Is it tobacco-free kids? I, I hope it's not.
1: Yeah, I hope it's not. Either. I hope
0: it's not. I mean, I hope it's something different. I mean, I mean that with the part. The, I, I'd I mean, like to. Yeah, they're 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 hell bent on. This, they're they're doing everything to destroy and and look, they are favoring if it's if it's tobacco-free-kids.org, They are their their approach is prohibition of tobacco. That they're looking to eliminate tobacco, right? So I hope I hope it's some other organization is what I'm going to say. But that, that's kind of uh, and it says in the meantime, Cole continues. So, yeah, we 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 finish that. That that that's the part I'm like worried about. <laughs> okay, I hope we're not. And why does it have to be the Rocky Road one to do that? He's so so now you oh. get, you yeah.
1: <laughs> well, if now if if uh, there's not a spotlight on Rocky Road, um, in a perfect uh, oh, line of gonna, sight directly yeah. to the FDA, there is now. So I don't I don't, I, don't agree. I, I
0: I I agree with the concept. I agree with some of the concept of doing something to make sure kids don't access that. but you got to be careful it because there's some of these organizations are, are really
1: prohibitionary I mean tobacco free and again it's 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 putting a about, spotlight where we don't want a spotlight on it too I so. mean how
0: about fund how about
1: fund the organizations trying to fight the you know fight these prohibition you know and again and, to 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 the, my point earlier risty has been very consistent that he's been very consistent I I get that, that
2: yeah
0: yeah, I get that and I get I get his point that probably PCA hasn't helped them. I mean, and that's a fair point. You know, so I can understand that and him going direct with that, but I just I just like I said, I don't know the organization, so I I see the word tobacco free, I see the word to keep kids tobacco free, an organization to keep kids tobacco free and that's I worry about that. Uh because that is they are absolutely they are they are major major problem for the for the industry as a whole. I mean, you, you won't be selling red knights. I'm just saying if, if they have their way, so you, you know, won't be that, selling
1: Rocky road. If they have their way, you won't, won't be selling yeah, anything.
0: You won't be selling anything. Right. No they nugs, have their way. No Rocky road. Yeah. No, and and, 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 Nights, and, and, and an organization has put out lie after lie after lie, uh, and mis- misinformation and bad statistics. And so I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping it's, but, I mean, let's something. be
1: clear. When you, the organization you're talking about is tobacco free kids.
0: Yeah, tobacco free. Okay. Now, Risty okay. may find some organization out there, and I hope we, we, we find out what that organization is down the road. Um, and it may be something very good. So I don't want to totally, but, but
1: when I saw that wording, I immediately thought tobacco free kids. And that, yeah, that scared me a bit. Well, the 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 entire concept of donating to an organization uh, is is frightening to me because, again, you're 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 putting a spotlight on something you don't want to put a spotlight on. Right, um, right. You you're, you're really bringing, now you're, you're yeah. bringing undue attention to something that you don't want undue attention right, to right. Uh, to the to the people that you do not want to bring attention to. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. tobacco free kids would be a nightmare. First of I, all, it'd be fun. I, I, I would say that they would probably return the check. Probably if they found out who it was. But
0: yeah, I don't, I don't know. Again, we, we, are making it.
1: But they'll happily, uh, they'll happily take this, uh, this statement and and submit it to the FDA.
0: Yeah. Now risk going to be on KMA radio on the 19th. And uh, I'm hoping to ask him that question. I mean, so I think we have to give him a chance to answer that. We have to give him a chance. He's going to be talking on KMA and we have to, and he's going to have his fair chance to uh, talk a lot about this. All right. so uh it's not meant this is not meant to beat him up on here either uh i think he's, he's certainly entitled to have a platform to discuss this um, no i think we've done a good job of not beating up anybody no i don't um, be, we're not trying to beat up anybody here we we yeah we're not uh people could disagree with us and that's fine um all right let me ask another question here and this is going to segue into our next statement we got into this a little Jay. Jay and I got into this, with Aaron, uh, on Thursday, and I've had a little more time to think about this. Is self regulation the answer?
1: It's a loaded question. I <laughs> that's a that's a loaded loaded question, Coop. Yeah, it's a um,
0: it is a loaded question. Uh, but the is it to the answer? Of, yeah.
1: Is it the answer or is it feasible for execution? That's a, uh, that's two separate questions, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I had my problem with the boutique scar associations, so-called statement, which we'll get into in a second, which they came out and said, we support this. And they had no answers on those questions, which are two key questions there. Like there's a reason why PCA hasn't issued a statement like that yet, because I'm sure they understand the consequences and, and
1: everything that goes into doing that. It's not an easy thing the so here's the here's the problem with self-regulation and here's the here's the problem with this discussion entirely right where does it stop
0: and that's a fair point like so do you criticize someone who's in that do you self-regulate someone who's in that gray area you know what i'm saying
1: so 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 point of fact right we meant because I mentioned this to you and you were like, well, right. blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, and, and it punch mm-hmm. Punch has has uh, built this marketing campaign around punch around uh, uh, Asian inspired cuisine. Uh, yep. I'm thinking that, too. And they have Mr. Punch. And they've gotten away from Mr. Punch in, in, in recent years. But the, this this Asian and this Asian cuisine inspired yeah. uh, yeah. campaign that they've yep. been on for the right. last few years um what um is that is that a, vi- a a so-called violation of responsible marketing it's great uh, i mean it's, it's it's you're in that okay. clear
0: glory area right so
1: where does it start where is the line where's the line yeah so you can say okay munchies candy bar snickers bar waffle cone bad chinese food you know Right. It's on the gravy. Like, I mean, okay. oh, that's good. Like, so who determines that line? That's that's the problem with self-regulation is like, OK, so who, who's in charge of drawing the line? It's the same. So it's the same argument flipping it. It's the same argument about PCA as PCA. Excuse me. Freudian slip FDA and regulation. Right. Yeah. Where do, where do they draw the line? They, so draw he, the, they, they draw the line with tobacco being the common denominator. And we've had we've exhausted this argument on the show. Coop. You can't you can't yeah. do it. You can't so, do it. So how can we say that we can self-regulate? Because we can't.
0: Now, Jay it. made a good point on the show Thursday. Don't let these guys into the trade show. Don't let these products be exhibited. And if they violate it, you don't let them back in the trade show. What products, but, though? Which but products? that's that's where the problem is. That's why I started thinking about this. The problem is, where do you draw that line? Do You draw the line at the Chinese food. That's uh, that's a fair. That's exactly where I was thinking.
1: Well, punch um, won't be at the trade show, so that's an easy call. Okay, um,
0: uh, bad example, but um, but there's others, right? Uh, no,
1: no, 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 no. It's, like, let's I say, go viaje
0: and jal- jalapeno. Okay, okay so uh, that's whoa. where you know, you know. How many kids yeah, there are you jalapeno? Know, yeah, there are.
1: Yes, and there are a lot of industries that self-regulate. Yeah. Jay, you've made a really valid point of that. Um, this, those this are is, those. The, so those are all industries that are vastly larger than the premium cigar industry and Wait, it should be easier than with
0: the premiums you think it'd be easier right is it no but i mean aaron made the point well it, is to, it no
1: well hold on hold on hold on uh, that's a that's a that's a bold statement there coop because we're smaller it's easier it should be how uh, why wouldn't that be the case help me okay uh, we've talked about the size of the premium cigar industry if you exclude let's just say let, let's if you exclude Ezra Zion of this industry—that is a vastly larger percentage of an industry, albeit small. That is a vastly larger percentage than than taking a—he uh, mentioned financial planning industry, right? Uh, than taking um, a, a financial planning firm uh, out of the, by by regulating a self, uh, uh, you know a financial planning firm out of that industry. It is a vastly greater percentage. Okay. So we're smaller. It's harder because if we say no to somebody, it's taking, it is taking a large, a larger sum of money out of the fight for PCA to fight these, to, to fight the FDA because we're already a small industry. If you exclude anybody, it's a, it's a vastly larger percentage ratio wise than any of those industries that Jay mentioned, lawyers, financial planning, doctors, realtors. They all self-regulate. It's a great point, but I'll disagree with you, Coop. That isn't that that.
2: I, I'm, I'm make so a small,
1: to... a small. A small industry does not make it easier. All right, I, I it makes it, makes it I'll, easier also, to enforce. I... It makes it easier to enforce if that's what you're saying. Yes, that's it what I was talking about.
0: I'm talking more about enforcement.
1: Okay, okay. It makes it easier to enforce, <laughs> but it went to, to what to what yeah. to what end? Yeah, is yeah. the industry is the industry okay? Is the industry better off or, or better off? Um, without these people supporting the industry, because of because of some of the choices that they've, made. I don't, I just don't know what you're gonna do. Like, it's I don't question. know what you
0: because again, Aaron made the point. You know, you have you have tobacco growers, you have tobacco factories, you have brands, you have distribution channels. Um, you have. Um, I'm leaving something out, right? I mean, there's a point. Like, the only way the only way you solve it is. Like I, I, one of these, like, I noticed someone recently turned down another company to, uh, to make their cigars because they were concerned about some of this stuff. Right. But unless you, unless, unless you kind of choke it that way, I don't, and and I still don't think that's the answer. Like we could, we we could say, all right, these factories can no longer make it. These companies will find another factory, whether it's in Panama, Costa Rica, in the deal, they'll find some small factory to make it right. And oh, guess what? They'll they they don't need to put bands on it, right? They'll put uh they'll put it in Mazo. They'll create a sticker, right? And guess what? They're still gonna be doing what they're doing because most people buying these cigars aren't concerned about factory and stuff like that. You know, like an Ezra Zion. Like no one knows where Ezra Zion cigars are being uh made. You know what I mean? You know, no one has any clue. So I think it's a tough. I think this is where it gets to enforcement. It's a tough thing. The other thing I'll say bear is I hear this argument and I just want to scream when I hear it. Well, it's, it's what I call the Alan Rubin argument, the fake Alan Rubin argument. Like he'll always like justify something wrong by saying someone else is doing something wrong in particular in sports. He does this a lot. Right. So I, so I hear this all the time. Well, well, the beer industries, you know, why, why are they not picking on a beer? First of all, different product, different regulation. Second of all, the, they're not in the, i use the word crosshairs they're not in the crosshairs yet we're in the crosshairs right now.
1: well i also i mean it, at risk of using this word again it's also they're also irrelevant to the argument it's the same thing it's we a, talk about it's, when, irrelevant. We, how, it's irrelevant it's irrelevant it's how cannabis always gets lumped into the cigar yeah like well just, if people can smoke we will right, okay yes i'm i'm with you I'm, I'm just as frustrated right. about that how people you know Demonize cigars right. and tobacco use, but yes, yeah, people can go smoke pot wherever they want and do whatever they want. Yes, that that's a fucking travesty and that's stupid. I'm with you 100. percent It's yeah. irrelevant to the argument. It's irrelevant to the point. So go go back to the go back to the original question, Coop. Of should this should we sell rough, relegate, relegate uh, regulate? Excuse me. Um. Yeah, I mean, should we? Yes. I, I mean, I I'm, I'm not. I'm not stepping back from my points that I was making. I think I had valid points. Um, It's an obvious answer.
0: Yeah, it's an obvious answer that this is the direction we should go. I agree. I think it's impractical in a lot of ways. I think it's difficult, but it's the obvious answer,
1: right? You would agree with that. Yes, that's and yeah. And again, like again, I'm not walking back my my points. My points are simply the execution of what you can do with it. And so it it you have to have. You have to have you have to have 100% or damn near close to 100% buy into that. Yes. And so there, there can't be any there can't be any soft you can't you have to draw the line. You have to draw the line. Yeah. You can't go around it. There can't be any gray. It has to be black and white. You have to stand by it. You have to stand firm. And it doesn't matter who it is. And I'll use Fuente as an example. If Fuente decides to cross that line, you've got to be able to shut them down too. No, Fuente is never going to do it because we've all heard Carlito uh, you know, expound on this subject for the last few yeah, yeah. weeks. He yeah. is, he's, I'm using him as a prime example of, of someone that, that. oh, well, we can let it go because it's... Car-. First of all, Car- like I said, Carlito's never... Never crossing that line, never coming close to it, never coming within the vast galaxy of universe of it. So, this is it, it. It's kind of a poor example, but it is an example of what I'm saying. There can't, you can't, you can't relent. You can't give someone a pass. You have to draw the line, and that's the line. That's what it is. Don't cross it. And absolute there's there's our self regulation point. And if you do that, then it could work. You still have those those problems that I've mentioned, and those complexities, and and everything right there, but. You can do it, and it can work. So, and okay. yes, Skip, that line Great. line should have been drawn a long time ago. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay, I think we're agree, agreeing on
0: that one. All right. So I took some heat this week. Okay, <clears throat> from the BCA. You're always taking heat, Coop. From the Boutique Scar Association. In a couple. In a couple areas. I was very critical. <clears throat> of of how they hand, how they hmm, I'm not even smoking I lost my voice <laughs> That's I, I did not think they handled this well okay with their response and how they communicated it and then I'll give a second example so they first of all they put up a statement they put up a statement on Charlie's article basically okay. it implies something about self-regulation and then the statements take it. It's linked to a bunch of groups, and web pages, and then it's taken down. Right. And then they come back up and they basically said, we met as a board and we favor self-regulation. And interesting is they didn't. It was like, well, OK, what are you doing about it? Right. Do You have a plan to do something about this. Are you working with the PCA on this? And I'm sorry, I have a problem taking those guys and I said this and I maybe was a little unprofessional the way I communicated it but the communications from the BCA are constantly like that there's shit going up on their Facebook page it's taken down they do a video they take it down it's time and time again and I made the statement like how can I take these guys seriously anymore I I don't understand how I can take it seriously and and I got this whole thing and I got a whole thing from the the board chairman Armin Caparillion who he called me out for being a little unprofessional. I'll say this. I apologize for being unprofessional. I was right. But I don't think my points in that. And, he, and he's saying, well, we meet as a board and we take this. Blah, blah blah And then I found another example coming up where they did. They did the same. They did a really bad thing. I did this week following. So that, right?
1: how, oh, wait, let's back up here. So how are you unprofessional? Well,
0: because I called them a joke. I said, they're a joke. I said, I can't take them seriously
1: anymore. OK, that's. But I think I, I, I use the word a I think the way wording ba- be my wording
0: could have been better. I'll to no, be honest my wording could have been better that's true. I, and that's I apologize. True. but my point is I can't I, I can't take something seriously from a from I don't understand are, are you a trade association? and Jay made the comment to these guys you're a trade associate you, or you, you know people take your information you're taking seriously, right? like how do you how do you do, you know and I, I'm sorry I, I I question this. and in there, you know what they do? Then yesterday, did you see the statement about uh, FDA bans flavored tobacco? Mm -hmm. Completely wrong. So they put up a statement, right? And it was changed like three times. And it says, today the FDA announced a ban on all flavored tobaccos. This includes machine-made cigars, cigarellos and handmade flavored cigars. The decision and that was announced today by the FDA, the Office of Regulations and the Center for Tobacco Products, will announce how the rulemaking process works. Stay tuned for more information. I understand that second paragraph, but what did you put in the first paragraph to kick off your thing today? The FPA announced a ban on all flavored tobaccos. And I, I said, are you kidding me? Like, how do you put in? And, and Jay called them out. I called them out on
1: this like like you can't do that. Right. First of all. I don't know who so to doing be. It. So to be clear, the FDA did not announce a ban on flavored tobacco.
0: No, they didn't. They, they, they basically okay. pointed to a look. They are going to be announcing something on this. OK, that was already announced a couple of weeks ago. They had a webinar with their intent to do this. Right. Um, but this is still going through the rulemaking process. Right. And it's it's not come out yet. Right. Um, it's not it's not come out yet. Right. It just they haven't done this yet. Um, It's going through some of the internal agencies right now who are reviewing the room, but they haven't made that, right? And oh, by the way, when I finally said something to them, and then they changed their message again, like they took that statement off today. I said, the FDA announces rulemaking through the federal federal register, right? But that's the only way they announce rulemaking. Like they'll say, they'll come out on a Monday and say, hey. Tomorrow we're going to update the Federal Register with this information, and it has to go to the Federal Register. That that's the rule. That's how agencies work with rulemaking in this country. And I and I sit there and I see that statement. I'm like, that's irresponsible what they did. I mean, and who's communicating this stuff? Like, who's making these decisions? Are you? Did anyone call? Like, and the answer, guys, they got the same email I got on the webinar, right? jake yeah, they got the same email I got on that, right? And it just reaffirmed my point again. Like, well, what are they these guys doing at this point? They're not. They're not communicating with the FDA. They're not. They, they can sit in on meetings and stuff like that, but you can't put out that information. That wording is was very bad, very bad. What they put out there, it was misinformation. And I, I immediately contacted Jay and and I, you know, I messaged Jay and Josh, who gave me the whole deal on this thing. Like and no, this is this has not been decided. This, they're doing presentations this week to some of these groups and everything. This has not been decided yet. We we think something bad is happening, but I'm like, my goodness. I mean, I don't know what why. I mean, it just reaffirmed. I they have to get better communication if they want to be taken seriously. I, I don't I don't get what how are they a Facebook group or are they a, a trade association? They say they're in step with the PCA and the CRA. Why wasn't something, you know, work with those guys. If you're going to do that, you know, there aren't Josh is on top of the shit. Have they taken the statement down on that one too? Uh, it's changed. So if you could, you could click show history and you'll see it. I, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull up the statement if you want.
1: No, I was just curious.
0: If they yeah. I mean, it's not. just, they changed it three times. I mean, it was changed three times. It was changed. How do you not like that stuff, that stuff. You can't be throwing stuff up on a Facebook group. If you're a trade associate, you, as much as we criticize the PCA bear for sometimes being slow and they are you can't go this opposite extreme and have a knee-jerk reaction on this stuff you want to do that on your personal Facebook page do that on your personal Facebook page don't do this on and I wonder how the members feel about this right now No, that's a fair point um... so I'm not trying to be look I think the BCA I think there's a role for these guys I think it's important that these guys be organized right but I'm disappointed from what I'm seeing. If they want to get mad at me on this, let them get mad at me. I don't think I have – I don't think I have a – they told me that they were going to vet communications. And then the next couple of days later, this thing comes out. Who's doing this stuff? Who's, who's – is there any who's, – who's running the show there is my question.
1: No, it's a fair question. So, fair point.
0: Oh, but again, I, I don't – I, I, I want them to succeed. I think there's an important role that they can do. But this is not the way to attack it. This is a very disappointing way. That's my piece on that. I, Run, like, I,
1: okay, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I I think it's all. I think that's all fair, fair commentary. Um, and I I mean, I mean, and, football, yeah. And, I, again, to to what I'll say to I, I I was I did not see your response so. Um, so I, I can't comment on no, the wholeness um, of the unprofessional or not professional but yeah I mean um, my, my response is actually
0: I didn't so when I responded at first I didn't call out them by name but I said hey because I, I got phone calls from people right away like when that came out like people saying, what do you know about the FDA banning flavored tobacco I said we're waiting on some decision um, they said well it's just been announced today so I went to immediately, I went to the FDA page. There's nothing right. Um, and then I said, I asked the back, I said, who said this? They said the BCA. I'm like, so I go to BCA and that's where I saw the statement. So I put something, I, I contacted Jay, I contacted Josh. They gave me some really good information. And what I did is I put a post up on my page basically saying that this is not the case. Uh, and I even linked to the regular, I even linked to the regulation page where you can look at where the status is of the rulemaking. So you can actually it's public knowledge. This is not see. This is basic one on one stuff here. But if that's I mean, these guys are not going to help themselves by doing stuff like that. I'm just saying it just doesn't make them look good.
1: Well, there's a way to get in front of stuff and, you know, printing misinformation. Now, is now, th- not th- now, going. Gabby
0: Caffey, who's part of BCA, is going to be on KMA this weekend. I'm going to ask him some questions on this if I have the opportunity to do that. I'm like. Look, I think this is, I don't think I'm being, I don't think I'm being, was I a little unprofessional way I I posed it? Yes. I'm going to be completely honest on that. Uh, And I regret, I regret that. And I apologize for that. But, uh, you know, but my premise is I'm not apologizing for the communications are atrocious with that. We, we bitch about PCA that this ain't the answer either. I know, man, I'm fired up on this right now
1: no and i i think you i think you should be i think we all should be like you know the printing of misinformation is 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 in poor judgment by any organization that claims to be an authority on what's happening in this industry so uh, it i mean can you imagine can you imagine the shitstorm it would have happened if the pca had made a similar statement or cr oh i thought
0: the same thing i thought the um,
1: thing on this and, and you're right, like we, we, we often criticize the PCA for speed, um, but um, <laughs> there's also a balance to everything too, right? Like you can't have a knee-jerk reaction to something when you don't have all the facts and then also print misinformation. So when, when they put out the statement, I, I guess we don't know the answer to this question, but this would be the question I asked, like where did they get that information? They got an email from the FDA on a seminar that was explaining
0: their intents to, the seminar just explained the intent to, to basically they want to ban and we know that there's an intent to ban flavored tobacco, but it didn't say the scope of it, it didn't say when it's happening, it didn't say if there's exceptions um, it said nothing it just said like, today the FDA banned premium
1: tobacco yeah no, they could have brought better attention by saying the FDA is meeting about this, and right. And hey, that- look what we're, we're we're gonna be we're gonna try to have
0: discussions with them. Uh, that's the way you go about doing. But this was a they created an alarmist attitude, which as a well, trade association, it's not your job to be alarmist.
1: It's it ain't your job to be the opposite. Well, aware, awareness would have been good. The call, there should have been a call to arms about it in an accurate way. Like, they're meeting about this. Call your congressman. Call, call your Right. And, and look, and, I'm not
0: saying they shouldn't say anything on it, but exactly. No, 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 no,
1: no, no. Yeah. So, I mean, if listen, if if the BCA wanted to do some good in this matter, what they should have done is do uh, worked with the CRA and worked with Josh and Glenn uh, at PCA as well to get the ball rolling and the pieces moving in the right direction about who to contact because this is a huge threat this is a huge issue that we need to be talking about but we also like you said we don't need to be alarmist about it and we don't need to be pitting misinformation right because now when people are reading that to anyone who's reading that the fight's over right the fight is still very much going on totally totally it just if you want if you want businesses in your if you want your local businesses to lose a large portion of their revenue and have their business drastically affected that's the concern that you need to be a ra- that you need to be raising awareness for right now that's that's one of the things that you need to be talking about and that people need to be aware of and that people need to be talking to their representatives and their their influence makers in washington so that they can put pressure on the FDM like whoa slow down if we're going to talk All about right. yeah again if we need to we need to be talking about slowing yeah. down this 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 discussion and wait like hold on hold on time out wait a second Okay, and that's been the that's been my biggest criticism about this the whole anti-tobacco lobby and our efforts there within is that they you want to talk about alarmists? That's the anti-tobacco lobby. Let them make those mistakes. We right. Be doing that. I, I. That's exactly my point. That's exactly my point. and and I'm not
0: against like the BCA. I don't want. I make that very clear. I think the small guys do need to have their voice heard. I think that's very clear. Um, they
1: should definitely who's be a, having a voice. Who's a part of the BCA? How many, how many organizations are we talking about? How many, how many, uh, how many brands? How many, they many say guys? they have 48, but I don't know how many are active participants. Okay. Can you give me an example of any of them? Uh, I'll
0: pull up their website and see. Um, so let me pull this up. Um, so
1: while you're doing that, here's my question is what if those, com- those 48 companies, what if they have they contributed to PCA? Have they contributed to PCA? Have they contributed to the fight? What are uh-huh. they doing on that front? So there's we we've had this discussion and it's it's very akin to the discussion that we've had uh, when uh, CigarAction.org came up. Do you remember?
0: Yep, I had a discussion so, with
1: Josh on this too. Actually, so CigarAction.org and CRA and CA, like that the separation of the effort isn't good for this industry either. So if PCA, if excuse me, if the BCA is going to start standing on a wall and doing their own thing then okay there you go david oh Hiram solomon's part of him. i had no idea um i didn't know paul Stulock was still in business um but okay so there's there's some brands that are recognizable okay great so th- there's some there's some movers and shakers in the industry that are part of this industry this part of this organization um to
0: what extent they're active you know um so that that's a you know but i could good for them they've recruited some some good companies in here right uh, mm-hmm. I think we'd agree with you on that, and I think these are. Certainly... Oh, David
1: Blanco. Okay, cool. Yeah, David. They... Uh, Mike Bellotti is okay.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, yeah. It, well, Mike Bellotti still?
1: <laughs> Howard G's on Kevin, there. Kevin. There you go. Howard G. Ryan. Ryan. Karen. Jake Wyatt. Okay. Yeah. Howard G. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Some. I mean, there, Falthol, there's some, yeah. yeah, there's some. There's some. Uh, there's some interesting. No, um, I, 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 very, I, I, very, very, very influential people in, involved in this organization. So that being said, um, so, so obviously there's a, there's a, there's a lot of support for the PCA in this group here. That's, yeah. that was, that was but, my first point. But wouldn't it be easy?
0: Like, I don't know, like if you're working with the PCA and you say you're in lockstep with the PCA, I understand you don't want, you can't go to a trade show. Why aren't you, I mean, are they members of the PCA? And maybe a better way to get things done is join the PCA and run for one of these board spots. Um, You know, Certainly, it's something you could do, and the retailers vote on that stuff. You, could, you probably have good support in the retail community. I don't see there's any reason why. I mean, to me, that would be the way to get things done, and you could still have the BCA, but hey, look, we have a board spot right now, and, 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 the, and, the, and the, people may not want to hear that, but I'm just saying that's a way to do it. That's a way to get involved. Sure. More. I guess it, I, I'm confused a lot by what BCA does. I do think they do some good stuff as far as mentorship goes. Oh, uh, it's not like there's companies mentoring as a company. I think that's a good thing to do. So I don't want to sound like I'm beating them up entirely, but I I just when I see these statements come out, like I, I just this is not helping this this is dividing things more. You're dividing things a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um there's a reason why PCA did not make such a statement. They're 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 following a process here. Um and I think that, and I talked to Josh down in the DR, uh, and I feel that they have a they have a handle with a process. This is not something they're kicking, doing and kicking the can. So I want to see them go through the process.
1: Yeah. I think that if you're going to be in lockstep with the PCA, then you need to follow that process. (laughs) Um, You can't go rogue on certain things like that. You can't be the alarms again. Let, let let them, let, let our opposition show their hand. Let them be the alarmists. Let yeah. them be the irrational ones.
0: Yeah. Let talking them know. about right. yeah talking right. about
1: how we're going after kids and stuff like that, right. and right. the studies show that we're not. Yeah. Let them talk about how, uh, you know, with their unscientific back theme, of all people,
2: yeah, of
1: all people, the science that the anti-tobacco lobby spouts at the top of their lungs. Dr. Caffey, for example, knows that that's all bullshit. He knows it is. Right, and we've. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of harm that comes from 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 positions like that that they're taking. Um, and the overcorrection of stuff, taking stuff down, re-editing stuff like that is doing further harm because it is misinformation because like you come to me and tell me, oh, the BCA put out the statement and then I go to the site you know, a couple minutes later and they've changed it. Well, it's different than what Coop just told me. Yeah, so who's yeah, is, is Coop being the alarmist now? So like, you know, like it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah. good. No, it's not good. But by the way, Jake clarified
0: a few things here. Uh, he said in an email from the FDA, the email that this is what happened. There was an email from the FDA explained that there was a replay of a February 22nd webinar. Someone saw that at the BCA and freaked out what happened. He's He's totally accurate on that. And then he says some of the companies like Kiram, Solomon, Jake White, Falto are involved with, with PCA. So there are some companies. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I, I don't I know. How, I don't know. There's to a extent number to, of people in that group that, that sort I would PCA. encourage some of those to run for a board spot there. But I don't know. To me, it seems like only a couple, a handful of companies are running the BCA right now. So, again, this is this is I'm saying this because I'm concerned and I want everyone. I want everyone, you know, I just want clear communication here. And, and and this is not to beat them up here. And like I said, my initial comment, a little unprofessional. I, I, I will I will I will swallow that and apologize. Yeah. All right. Jay just pointed out we're on a marathon show here, so um, anything else? Well, you it's want good to that say?
1: that was our last topic then. I
0: guess. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think we were gonna get two hours on the show tonight. It was interesting. So, um, am gonna wrap it up here. Uh, I'll just mention. Two weeks from today, Bear and I will be back for 117. Uh, we're gonna have our Lazona Palooza show. We won't be at Lazona Palooza this year. We'll be there in spirit, but we'll uh, we'll have the Espinosa folks on who will be giving us uh, the lay of the lamb with that. And I know we'll be talking Knuckle Sandwich. I know that night too. What
1: What was that date again, Coop?
0: Uh, the 20s. It's two weeks from today. Okay. Are you, is, is that a problem? No, I just wanted to make sure everyone knew. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the twenty. So it's, it's the twenty second. Twenty second. Excuse me. The twenty second. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Two two days after my anniversary. Perfect.
0: There you go. There you go. All right. Anything else, Bear? Before we wrap up.
1: No, this was a fantastic show. A lot of great topics. A lot of great discussion. Great cigar smoked. Uh, one in particular tonight, and uh, with the aging. Yeah, experience. I was. Re- I mean, guys, if you have some of these
0: cigars and get some and put them away. Yeah. Cause th- this was a big difference. This was a mate. This guard took, took a major step forward.
1: Absolutely S- superior, yep. superior in every way.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. And again, thanks to our audience who hung in there for the whole show. Uh, I do appreciate bear. Thanks for staying warm tonight. Uh- <laughs>
1: yeah. It's cold.
2: <laughs> All right. All right. My, so five, my
1: five, my five layers did not do work, man. I've, Uh, Yeah, it's cold. (laughs) All right. So that's going to wrap
0: up primetime special edition number 116 into the annals of history for Tuesday, March 8th. Now, Wednesday, March 9th. Um, Again, uh, if you're following primetime, uh, tune in tomorrow night. Ben Lee and I will be on with uh, a Casada Corner and Tony Bogato will be on Thursday night. So have a great night, everybody.
2: Uh, Great morning, whatever. Take care. We'll see you next time.